This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. going to be a little bit of a different episode this week and I do greatly appreciate you waiting so patiently for this episode. I'm sorry it wasn't out on Monday but I do greatly appreciate you just like I appreciate OIW Podcast Network which you can find at OIWPodcastNetwork.com. They greatly host us every single week and I do appreciate them very much just like I also appreciate the Johnners Podcast Network which also hosts is Where Is My Mind and I like to give them a great shout out and thank you for my appreciations of them hosting us on their network which you can find them at WrestlingWithJohnners.com. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because my interview didn't work out throughout the week. I'm hoping to reschedule it, but I'm actually giving away something from my Patreon, which you can join my Patreon for only a dollar. It's only one dollar. It's less than a cup of a coffee. And you get an exclusive podcast with that dollar. And it's called Gumby and the Ramen, which is me and my good best friend, my best man, Chris Edwards, a.k.a. Cold Ramen. Uh, we shoot the shit for a couple hours to an hour. Um, just whatever's on our mind. It's, sometimes it's movies. Sometimes it's wrestling. Sometimes it could be video games. Uh, you never really know what you get with Gumby in the Ramen, but that's kind of the beauty of it. And the Patreons really love it. Um, and I really love it, too. Uh, it's just something exclusive that I can give to the people who support me. So I just felt like because my interview fell through, this would be a good time to actually give you a preview. So uh, this is a two-hour episode that was actually recorded via my Instagram. So the audio is not the greatest and uh, the conversation's kind of all over the place. But um, this week, there's actually going to be no ad spots. So you're getting this completely clean and it's due to my tardiness uh, with not getting it out on Monday. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode completely plug-free besides my intro and outro. Um, and like I said, if you want to get more episodes of Gumby and the Ramen, there is lots of episodes and still more episodes coming. You can get it on patreon.com slash Curtis Rich, uh, capitals on the C and the R for uh, Curtis and Rich. Um, but this podcast is only a dollar. But if you go into the higher tiers, you get video versions of it as well, just like you do with this podcast. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let the episode play. Um, There's a little bit of uh, language, so I'll I'll give a fair warning on that. If you're offended by that, you may want to turn that off now. We're kind of we're a little bit unfiltered uh, on Gumby and the Ramen. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoy 
and uh, next week, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to stop announcing uh, who I'm interviewing. If you want to know who I'm interviewing, you can follow me on all my social medias and you will know exactly who I'm interviewing for next week. Uh, but I got a bunch lined up, so hope you look forward to those. And yeah, enjoy the episode, uh, which is a preview of my exclusive podcast on patreon.com slash Curtis Rich. Gumby and the Ramen. Enjoy. I kind of like it. Just listen to music. I'm doing the same thing, like fucking pounded back coffee, man. I've been up all goddamn night. I didn't get back to like almost 4 a.m. last night. It's pretty late. Oh, fuck. Like, uh, I, left at, I left at like uh, 12. 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I didn't get back to Instagram. Dang, man. Oh, fuck. Because, like, uh, getting on the go, uh, there was no go station open. Like, the Kipling station wasn't open, so I had to go to fucking Malton, which is up in Mississauga, and then I had to get a ride driven to me so that I could fucking go all the way over to uh, Abdobacoke. It's such a pain in the ass, man. Seems like a hat. That's for sure. It's such yeah. a good show, though. Oh my fuck! I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I was like waking up, like, what's going on? I'm like, half ass and everything. So, I'm waking up now, though. Kind of slowly. Yo, it's so worth it, though. My God, a little cashola. Even though I spent it all and basically travel, but you know what? Whatever. You know, Dude. I think the experience is well worth. Uh, you know, whatever, and nice. You got yourself some weed, a weed or mushroom. My my buddy, my buddy, fucking hooked me up with an ounce. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is worth it. I got to uh, sling some merch, yeah. see some kick-ass, tra- uh, kick-ass wrestling, get some. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Word. That's really good. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was really good. I'll send you some fucking clips. Later, uh, later on, like, uh, really I bring you out for the next one. It's like May 1st, cool. it's in Pickering, but like, Pickering. uh, a lot easier to get to at least yeah. either by car or transit. It's not in the middle yeah. of like nowhere. Um, um, you get some sort of fucking good prices on gas, too. My Christ, oh, well, at least, uh, if we if we did that, you you have Brian. We have Brian with us, so we could go to uh, one of the reserve gas stations, and you do get like fifty percent off of that shit. No taxes. Yeah. No tax. Nope. This guy, yeah, the gas is way too fucking crazy now. Oh, dude, it's like it's almost a dollar eighty four near my house. I thought so. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. it's dollar seventy four during the day, but I see it shoot up to like a dollar eighty four when everything fucking closes. It's ridiculous. I'm like, wow, how is anyone supposed to drive with this fucking pricing? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I just like sit here and I'm like, whatever. I just <laughs> like I think the cheapest gas in our town is like one is it one seventy something and. That's like Costco, but it's not much cheaper. It's like 178, 179. Everywhere else is like 180 to 185. Highways are like one, like the max, because they can get away with it. 
Remember when we used to be able to get to Toronto and back on 20 bucks worth of gas? Oh, yeah. Now it's like I can't even get to – for me, I put $20 in the other week to get down to Barry and back, and it's um, – for me to get to bury him back from my house, it took more than $20 worth of gas. Like, I had, like, let's see. I was nearly on empty. Like, I was on the E mark, but I wasn't on, like, the last little where it's, like, you're really empty. So I filled it up, $20 worth, and I used way more, and it brought me back to, like, just about the empty mark. So I was like, what? Like, so, I don't know. It's just, this is crazy. My car is pretty good with gas when gas is good, but that's fucked. Not bad. That's yeah, it's just too much. Like twenty dollars gets forty you bucks used to get you so far. Used to get yeah. you so far. You could do two. You could almost do two Toronto trips with that before. Now you can't. Gas is really good in the summer. I filled my tank up with like I think it was like thirty-five dollars. I filled my tank up. To the max, so like that's just weird. That thirty-five would have filled my tank, and twenty doesn't even get me to uh, burying back properly. So that's fucked. Yeah, and that's just to Ben's too, which is that's even exactly closer than my house. So that's even, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Oh my god. So I just don't do it. And every time I go out is I'll go grab Grace and take her home or if like somebody's really needing a ride, but usually it's like Bro, like, get one of those fucking e bikes that I have. Like for your driving around in Aurelia, it'll save you so much on just gas. Yeah, well, I don't do too much as is now because of the the gas, but like But I mean the, dude, it, it Believe me, it fucking it helps when you need to go get groceries and you don't have to take your car. Yeah, because you can get it. You because you have a little trunk, like like a little fucking rack on the back. You can either put a basket on, or you can strap whatever the fuck to it. I usually just keep it flat, and then I'll literally just strap everything, and then I'll put everything in between my leg. On my uh, dude, I just literally fucking pack my 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 scooter and just drive back. It's nice. fine. Like, and it's so awesome. Like, you know how much fucking time, money, and just shit it saves me doing that? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You, you can get them for, like, super cheap used. So, I mean, like, I, I, would, I would look into it for you, man. Because, I mean, like, for shit, like, going to groceries there and back for your family, even mm. if you had two trips, you would save yourself. For sure, yeah. Usually, like, grocery, like, Cause it's not too too bad. Like we don't we don't live too too far away or anything like that from uh, most grocery stores or anything like that. But um, yeah, like I don't know any sort of. It's getting to the point where like <laughs> like lawnmowers are almost gonna be like easier to fucking you know use and access, or everyone's going to have to have electric scooters. That's why the, uh, going to e-bikes? That's why they have to make and shit for them and like they sell out everywhere around here because no one can afford to drive fucking actual cars so they're driving e-bikes because in the spring and summer because just saves them a shitload of money <laughs> yeah well i think definitely if the way the way gas is going we're gonna need an electric uh electric vehicles and like like things like that i'm pretty sure that's regardless the future like if i were to place my money and place a bet 
say that I was able to live another hundred years. I'd say like definitely a hundred years time. The way things are going, it's like sports will be still be sport, but sports will be looked at how esports will be the new sports. We'll look at esports like the NFL, and then we'll look at the NFL probably like how we look at esports now. We're like, oh, that's awesome and stuff, but like you know, whatever. And then same thing with vehicles and car. Like we're gonna have to figure out a better solution soon. Grace just goes back crazy like my e-bike i can get to aurelia on it on a charge that's really sick See, i think yeah i think things like that'll be more common where um like you said you can get to aurelia and then you get to Aurelia. there's like a charge station and then whatever and then stuff like oh, that. it's, I think just, that'll it's be just an electric just literally an electric plug that's it no that's what i mean like i, I feel like that'll right. be like the new norm now so it'll be like yeah. there'll be still gas stations but it'll be like the half gas yeah. half charger the new, like, the upgraded version of the bike that I have, if you got, like, uh, the 120 volt, you could get to, you could get to Aurelia and back from here, like, four times yeah. before you ran out of fucking battery. Pretty awesome. You could make it to one time in Toronto before you'd have to charge. It's like, it's nuts. And you'd be able to go 70 while doing that. That's really good. Oh, really, dude. really good charge. Things are fucking nuts. Those those bikes are getting ridiculous. Like Good. my bike, my bike can go eighty. <laughs> so, yeah. just yeah, perspective. Sure, I, can, I think that's definitely. I can get halfway do. across town on my e-bike in like less than ten minutes. Nice. Keeping up with vehicle shit, and then I can do that trip at least four times before I have to charge. Yeah. Good man. Good. And that that's Barry, so like Aurelia's much smaller to get around to. So like I mean, I bet you on one charge I can get around Aurelia like probably eight times. <laughs> oh, so it's okay. like it's worth looking into. You can even get um you can even get and it's so stupid too. You can get fucking two seaters that are like that actually have a roof, like a car, so it looks like a fucking buggy. And I think it has oh, a passenger seat too, too. So like you could you could put sword in the back of it, and like literally you're like protected from the elements. It's a three wheeler. Like uh, it's a fucking sweet. Like I looked at them. Brian wants one. They're like thirteen hundred, but like Jeez. they have that distance where like you could go to Aurelia and back from here with it, and it's like. <laughs> I'd want like a uh, like a side buggy for Sora. Do like a Batman and Robin Adam side bike. Ammo uh, makes uh, like the ones that uh, for my like I know my bike has a has a side a side option for it. I think it was like thirteen hundred bucks. Nice. You can literally have a passenger on it. <sighs> That'd be funny scooting around and really start scooting in. What are you doing, Sora? They're fun, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that I, I like my scooter. I think I think it's a fun, especially now. Like they're they're all fucking metal. Like my there's not besides the like front of the body. There's no plastic on my on my bike. It's all a fucking metal frame. Like things like three hundred pounds. So it feels like a real bike. Hmm. Good. Yeah, I remember someone I driving it. Someone behind me one time was fucking yelling at me 
get my toy off the fucking road and I literally like caught up to him when he was trying to fucking speed ahead of me like going 50 I fucking literally catch up to him go 60 and I just like mm. and I just like it's like I'm a fucking allowed to be on this road yeah. <laughs> I would have like kept pace with him and it would have been like knocked on his window or something like get your fucking goddamn toy off the road man Remain. like get it back oh, if, he didn't, if he didn't if, if he didn't fucking unroll his window I, I would have yeah. done it because I literally got to a stop sign and rolled right up next to him and just started talking right. shit. <laughs> yeah, I just would have like, <laughs> like rolled next to him. Then I would have like darted in front of him and just maintained a certain speed. And then when he tried passing, I'd speed the fuck up and just like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Whoops. I think yeah. I did have like just a minute down the road, I just was doing that until it started getting congested and shit. But like, you know, it was fucking, it was hilarious. I love doing that on my bike. People get pissed off. I, just, I hate it. I get like a lot of people doing that on like the highway and shit, or like, I don't know what it is. I like, I hate driving most of the time because it's like, oh, I'll be on the highway. And then, so I'm like in the the regular <laughs> lane, not the parking lane, and I'm going like I usually go ninety to a hundred, and I try not to go past that, if especially if it's in a ninety or something. So we'll just say it's a fucking ninety. Someone's merging in, and then the person behind me, instead of staying in and letting me move, like they'll move to the second the passing lane to pass me, but then they'll maintain my speed, or they'll like. So I don't understand the maintain. So I'll be doing 95. They want to go 100. And then they go right beside me and maintain 95. So then it's like forcing me to slow down to let people move into my lane instead of them just going faster than they wanted it. Like, it makes no sense. Or I'll get people like, um, I'll go to pass someone. And then someone's merging and I'm trying to go faster than them. So then say they're doing 90 and I'm doing 95 trying to pass them. They speed up to fucking 95. And like, it happens to me so often where I have to like, I don't know what it is why people do that shit. Like I have to go so much faster than they do. Like I can't just like move over and then start increasing. They just automatically speed up. So then I'm matching speed with them. Look like I'm, I'm fucking trying to race them for no reason. I'm like, I'm not trying to do 110. I just like, I need to do like, I need to pass you. But if you don't want me to pass you fine, then speed the fuck up. But like, if I'm maintaining speed at fucking 95, you need to either move or go, like, fuck, man. Like, Jesus Christ. So, what the worst uh, is when you're in a two lane highway and then someone does that on the fucking right hand lane and you're in the speed lane. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. It happens to me in both lanes completely and I can't stand it. Like, okay, I'm going to pass you because I'm kept, like, it's like I'm behind someone and I'm catching up to them doing 95. I'm like, cool. I got to pass you now. And then I put on my signal. I'm starting to pass. And I get right up to the thingy. And then they go, oh, okay, someone's trying to pass me. All right. And they speed up with me. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Just don't do that. Like, It's like an Ontario thing. Like, I went up and I didn't see any of that shit. Everyone was, like, very good at driving and polite. They even fucking slowed down on, like, major highways to let people cross the road, which was weird. So fucking weird over there. It's like oh, Alberta or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't have um. They don't have like merge lanes, so they're almost forced to let people in or some shit. So like, if we go on the highway, we have like a small little bit of a merge lane. They have like none of that fucking shit. It's like you. They you have better no fucking survive the second they get on the highway. They're like the states, right? It's fucking yeah. insane. Oh. Like, dude, that fucking place is flat. 
There is like yeah. literally no elevation whatsoever. It is fucked. <laughs> like it's like really dry. Apparently, they're saying like how uh, the air there is very um. How do I explain? Like here, it's very hu- humidy and oh, like hot. Get off of the uh, like the airplane. You get out of the airport. You fucking notice it right away, like mm. instantly. When I was younger, I uh, I would always get bloody bloody noses every time I would go out to Alberta. Yeah, because yeah, like literally the air there is so like crazy, dude. Like I noticed it like the moment I walked out of the fucking airport. Like I was just like, "Holy shit!" The air out here is like mm. clean. I can yeah. like I can, way too yeah. clean. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say you can like, you almost can tell like it's it's hard to explain like especially when we go to Anime North and we come back like it's Toronto but like there's a difference between like just city city air and more like country filled whatever less populated air and less polluted air and some places like I haven't been really anywhere I've been to the states a couple times and nothing like major I've been to, like Buffalo in that area so it wasn't anything super major in terms of airways and wise but like. Like, you can tell, like, just from Toronto to Aurelia, there is, like, a vast difference in the smog. So I can only imagine going to Alberta or going to, like, somewhere yeah, where... Yeah. It was so fucking cheap. Honestly. Yeah. Dude, it was 130 bucks for a round trip. And then... Really and then between me, Brian... Like, between me, Brian, and uh, our... Our third roommate, like roomie for the hotel, it was 150 bucks between us, like each. So, like, me and Brian, 150, and then him, 150 for four fucking days in like a five star hotel. It's really awesome. Oh, dude, well, we're no, I want to show you what we, what uh, my buddy, uh, Justin fucking gave me last night. Nice. Comes with a yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick. So I'm having a hard time. With... Oh, okay. So you got a base stand and everything for it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. I I, I told him I had the small mm-hmm. version, like the little spider yeah. toy, and then he was like, "Here, I'll do this." And I was like, "He's uh, like, I have doubles of this. Here, you can have this." And we we're like, uh, "Okay, uh, okay." We we're actually talking about the human spider last night. <laughs> <laughs> so he surprised us with this last night. Yeah, that's like that's my favorite version. That's fucking Spider-Man. awesome. We, uh, so I got this. We, I got this some dope from him. So it's like fuck, dude. We ended up watching uh, the because they released the HD copy of uh, actually it got leaked and that which forced fucking Sony to like move up the release date of Spider Man HD. So someone leaked an HD copy. So I like did all my power. Finally found it. Found a copy and everything like that. Downloaded it. And then I was going to watch it Saturday. But Jinx was like, oh, can we watch this Sunday? So I was like, fuck, okay, fine. So, because I guess she never saw it. So we put it on. But we're like, you know when the sky rips open and then there's uh, there's other fucking people that know, like villains that know who Spider-Man is and the fucking whatever. Well, yeah. now we can actually stop, pause, look, and see. And, like, it's an HD copy, right? Like, beforehand, like, the only time you could really make out who it was was going to the theater to see it so we were able to like kind of look and see and you can definitely see the human spider like or like man spider or whatever like the, there's like 
somebody with like eight limbs but like it's not doc ock like it's attached limbs so i was like finally that's fucking sweet like yeah it looked pretty close to that without being like obviously awesome. that. so i'm like yeah that's fucking awesome so it's really neat but i do think i 100 percent am leaning towards them doing the spider-man video game as close as they can, like, the, the one we got is the new, would be a part of the new trilogy, and they, they, we're definitely, I think, getting miles out of that. Because I saw this rumor that Stephen Young joined Marvel, but I heard the rumor that he joined Marvel to join a new Spider-Man film. So I think, personally, we're going to get Mr. Negative, we're going to get the whole Feast thing, because Feast was still a big thing at the end of that movie. Um yeah, I think it's going to be stuff like that we're going to get, but it's not going to be like the Sinister Six again because we just got a Sinister Six film um, or close enough to it. But we're going to get Mr. Negative. Um, maybe Matt Cargan will show up again because he's already established in this world with a fucked up thingy. Uh, Jay Jonah is now a more established person, so he can afford to be like, yo, um, I'm going to put you into the suit and you go fight Spider-Man. We got Kingpin officially in the world. Daredevil has already been shown in the film and announced. So we got a lot of cool stuff, but I just thought that's pretty cool that you brought Man Spider. And the one thing we were talking about last night was like, oh, I saw Man Spider. So it was was pretty Um, neat. But Into the the Spider-Verse is apparently getting the Japanese Spider-Man. And I'm so happy because I can't wait to see the Panther in like Zord form. They, um, yeah. So they originally wanted, um, what was it? They originally wanted for the first one the live action like one of the like Toby or someone, but they didn't want to confuse everyone. Then they released this, and everyone just fully understood the con. They just really didn't think people were going to get it, and everyone understood the concept of the Spider Verse. So then, yeah, they made mention how they have really big interest in the Japanese Spider Man, the live action Japanese. And I really hope, like, and I think he's going to be a part of it for sure. I don't know how much the rest like Toby and all them because whatever we just got are. Um, live action spider verse for best as we can but i really do think he would be such a cool asset just to see for even 10 seconds of into the spider verse too because they every different universe has a different art style which is really cool like uh miguel o'hara's spider-man uh 2099 spider is uh like the art style is very different than all the other shit so um there's there's like a wicked amount we can go with. Like if I don't get my Ben Riley spider, I'm gonna start throwing fists. Like he needs to be in there. Um, but like yeah, they I definitely think we're getting the Japanese Spider Man, and I really yeah, it's gonna be so super cool. Yeah, I'm getting this, and the video games for Spider Man are in the right hands. And after they do this trilogy for the new Spider Man video games, I think they should take a stab at Shattered Dimensions again. Yeah, I think Shattered Dimensions was the thing that even started the main Into the Spider-Verse type comics. Like, I'm pretty sure there's crossovers and shit beforehand. There, No, hands down, there was crossovers and stuff before this game. But the game made it very coherent of, oh, we have to... Instead of, like, the, all the other stuff that was kind of Spider-Man crossing over and put together and whatever, this was, like, all for Spider-Man meeting. Like, a modern-day Spider-Man game, like those new ones. Yeah, I think I think it would work. Would so much from that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I think I think if they did a new shot or even Shattered Dimensions two or something, and it doesn't have to even follow, it can follow these Spider Men, but like different or whatever. Who cares? But yes, like um, I completely agree. It'd be so 
Uh, what do you mean, sweet? <laughs> It'd be so cool to um, see another Shattered Dimensions, and that's Marvel is really taking big notes from DC. Those assholes, but they're and I can't blame them. They're doing it first, but they're they're taking and trying to make the multiverse idea way more relevant. And that's like you know we had like these um, outerworldly space whatever and shit. And now that's all phased out. We're fine. Now it's fucking alternate universe magic-y bullshit for the next wave of superheroes, and that's fine, which is cool. So I think that's what's happening with um, what they need to do and focus on. Seriously, no. Rockstar Show, I said, I'm glad Marvel's actually taking their video games seriously now. Because Mar like DC was really kicking ass with those Batman games and really just showing... Mm -hmm. Like Marvel, how to fucking do it, and we just kept getting shitty Marvel games for years. Now it's like, like I love Marvel. They, but like they, how to explain it? And like everyone can argue, and that's fine. I don't care, and it's all good. because uh, I'm with you there. DC beat the shit out of Marvel in every single area, and there's proof. Whatever, I don't give a shit if people agree, disagree. Fine, cool. But in my opinion, they beat the shit out of Marvel every area except for some of their live actions, where Marvel excelled in Sword, but the only reason why they excelled in Sword so much is because they took what DC should have been focusing on and that made DC awesome, and Marvel kind of slightly used that and put that into Marvel's formula. So that goes back to this multiverse thing. We know DC's all about the multiverse. They did it first. The Flash was, like, going to come out way before any of these movies and introduce multiple people, and DC or Marvel got a hold of that, and they're like, cool, we're going to push this hard, right? And it's no blame to them or anything like that, but, like, like you said, I'm very glad that they looked at DC and took that structure because DC, out of all the video games, really, like I can't say there's really in the last ten years how many bad DC games was there versus bad-ish Marvel games or Marvel games you if you had to compare the two games like DC beat like you said beat the shit out of them right um, they still kind of are Avengers was a flop it was a complete oh well then well that's what I mean Avengers was. Horrible Spider-Man before that was beautiful, and I'm having a blast. In Marvel, I think Marvel, uh, sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians oh my of the Galaxy God. is a gem. Yeah. Is a fucking up gem. Spider-Man PS4. Uh, no, Guardians. Guardians is a gem. Oh, Guardians. Guardians is fantastic. It needs more praise and um. So under the radar. That game went under everyone's radar, and literally, it's one of the best games Marvel's came out with in yeah. so long. I, I'm i not going to lie. I didn't... When it came out, it was announced. I had zero appeal for it, to be honest. I was like, okay, cool. I get it. I'll eventually play it. But, like, I don't care. It, to me, it just didn't look super exciting and all that. And then I get... I'm only, like, maybe an hour and a bit in. And it's phenomenal. And it's great. And I'm having a blast. There's, th there's obviously things I don't like. That's, like, every game. But to be straight on, the last, like, at least year, like, I just, if if all my goodness is outweighing the bads and stuff, then I just don't care, and I'm having a good time, and that's how I feel about Guardians. The only thing I don't like about Guardians, and I don't like about Marvel in general, is they now are so successful in what their live actions are doing, that now they're slowly being, like, introducing comics, games, and everything like that, as mirroring what the origins and stuff worked well for their live actions. So, we got people that sound like Dave Batista playing Drax instead of having like more of a comic accurate Drax or something like that. It just feels like they did like a mirrored version of the Guardians of the Galaxy film. 
and I'm still fine with that because I absolutely love the Guardians of the Galaxy films. It's like we were talking about Thor last night. Thor isn't what Thor should be, but I love the way they made him very funny and goofy, kind of like a Guardians character. They took some, like, and that's fine, and I'm enjoying that. So I'm enjoying Guardians in that sense. I just, the, the one nitpick, if I could complain, is, like, they they just really, like, took this whole Guardians live action, any sort of Marvel live action story, and are trying to move very good. For sure. Was that sorry? The, the live actions are definitely influencing everything for sure, whether it's yeah. art direction or just the way they look like Avengers. One of my main criticisms for the Avengers game was how close they looked to their movie counterparts, but then their voices yeah. are like completely fucking different. And it's like, this looks, this is, this, this is not natural. Well, that's how I like. It's weird because it's like the so far, and I, I'm the same way. Like they they made them look really close to what they could, and then they made them change different. So it's like it's weird. So it's like in one way, it's like the guardians don't look like necessarily all their guardian counterparts. Like David, uh, sorry, Peter Quill looks a lot different than what um, Chris Pratt looks like. He's still got like the blonde and stuff, but it's different. He looks kind of different, but it's still super inspired by him but different but then his voice actor and the way he delivers lines is kind of different but then you have Drax and he doesn't look like super like exactly like the Drax they portrayed on like he looks more like in a mix in between of the comic and the live action which is good but he sounds exactly like fucking Dave Batista's Drax so it's like weird I'd almost rather have like if you're going to make characters look like their counterparts, then maybe make them sound like it. But if you're going to make your own original stuff, then don't have like, like, oh, we got to hire a, um, a fucking Tony Stark impersonator or Robert Downey Jr. impersonator. Like, don't, don't do that. Just have your own story and your own voice. And like, they could like be inspired by these live action takes. Cause yeah, Robert Downey Jr. did a great job. But like, if he's just acting and sounding like Robert Downey Jr.'s take on it, it's kind of like how I complain, like, if you're going to review something, don't review someone's review. Review whatever you're going to review kind of deal. It's the same thing. If you're going to make a game and you want it to be super original, but inspired by stuff, fine, but don't make it like, like, don't do that shit that we're complaining about. It's, like, really weird. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we could sit here and I can I, nitpick I, apples and oranges, but... I, I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah. Like, so I, I like Iron Man VR was because they did their own thing with Iron Man. He was, they, they got fucking, uh, Nolan North to voice act, uh, to, to, to voice act fucking, um, Tony Stark. And they didn't yeah. try to make him look like Robbie Downey Jr. They didn't try to make him act or feel like Robbie Downey Jr. They made him his own thing. And I really appreciated that. So it's, mm-hmm. It's like you damned if you do or you damned if you don't. And that's the thing that like you just can't piece. That's exactly it. And this is what I'm going to say with every fan base when it comes down to wrestling, when it comes down to comics, when it comes down to like, Star Wars, anything. The fan base is so fucking stupid. Let me just tell you about the Batman fan base, all right? People will not. I think the Batman movie that just came out was fantastic. Regardless of whoever your favorite Batman is, fine. 
But God forbid Batman fanboys, if people are like, so Batman in this has no kill policy like usual, but he shows it and enforces it. So he's getting shot at. Someone's fucking complaint about this was, and a Batman fanboy was, oh, well, he let someone die because he decided to dodge a bullet. Someone's shooting at him and he goes and dodges a bullet and hits another person. Their complaint now is, is like, so there's no fucking winning. You can't sit down and like whatever. And this is the most raw fucking comic book accurate take we've had on Batman ever. And they want to complain because they're Dark Knight fans about whatever. Or versus, oh, I don't like the Dark Knight, so I'm going to, oh, Michael Keaton's fucking Batman has taken over and Ben Affleck was my Batman. I'm going to review bomb. Like, it just, it makes no sense. And everyone's their own enemy. There's no winning and there's the only person that i find people that do it pretty close without people complaining so much is marvel because i'm sorry but a lot of the marvel cards just they eat up what is given for the most part and they don't complain recently it's been nice because they complained about eternals not being good and it sucks because i actually kind of like eternals for some of it not saying it was great but i liked it but it was weird because they all complain and Marvel actually listens to them. Marvel listens to them, but there's, there is no winning. It's like, God forbid if you're, you do, God forbid if you don't. So it's just like, let's just get our shit, enjoy our stuff while we can. You know what I mean? Like, just, just enjoy our stuff. It's unfortunate what happened to Eternals. I feel like Eternals got shoved out the door with no marketing. Like, and especially that was apparent when you, if you went to Fan Expo last year. Yeah, like um, didn't even get it. Like you know how Marvel goes all out for their booths, like all their yeah. booths do shit. Like even like their Star Wars booth last year was great. Eternal got yeah. this really shitty like picture holographic fucking poster billboard thing, and that was it. And it just felt like it was like just. It was just shoved there just to be there, just to, for the sake of being there. And that's kind of how I feel about Eternals. Is It's not that it's, I, I don't find it bad. It's just... Marvel could have gave two shits about that at all. Like, they, they just... It felt like they just shoved it right out the door with, like, no marketing or care. I get that. I just, um... Yeah, to me, it was, um... It, it just it was just it was like how to explain it. When I'd see a trailer, I just didn't care, and when I saw stuff, I just didn't care at all, and it just didn't entice me into the story. It was like to me, it was like they're like, oh hey, we're showing this new step in um, where the Marvel universe is going, and I'm like, cool, but I didn't necessarily care. I found the people's complaints were I could agree with some and disagreed with others on Eternals. I just, I found that what, like, kind of explain it. Um, I think it would have worked really well as a miniseries, like a Disney Plus series, and it just, like, kind of showed influence it had and stuff versus a movie. But I can't say that the movie was actually, like, super bad. It just was kind of, like... No, that's... I'm not bad either. I was just saying it just, it, it just felt like it was just shoved out the door just to kind of oh. just be there. Like, I 100% agree. It's like they just did it for like, oh, we need a new movie in between that's new and it's like trying to show people where we're going next. Why don't we do Eternals? And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get Angelina Jolie. Let's get this yeah. fucking the dude from Game of Thrones. He's a hard man. Let's get this. And then it just like, to me, felt like very flat. Like it was cool and stuff, but like I just didn't it care. Nearly. It would have done better as a series. And even me and uh, 
me, me and Brian, we were at Band Expo, and we were like, wait, it's a movie? And we were conflicted by that. We were like, it's like we thought, because we originally thought it was going to be a series, which to me would have made more sense for that kind of, like, what I think it should have been better as a miniseries, like eight episodes, four to eight episodes. Like, it didn't need to be a movie. Like, and especially if you're just going to shove it out there like that, then yeah, just make it a show. Like, I think um, their, their biggest worry about that was the fact that Inhumans flopped so hard. But Inhumans, like, I don't care what you say, Inhumans was shot on IMAX, IMAX fucking cameras. And I've seen, and I, I can, you can watch it on YouTube wherever. Fucking no matter how you feel about it. Zack Snyder shot something on a fucking iPhone whenever the iPhone whatever came out. It was five times better than their cameras and the shit they used for oh, Inhumans. So like those were think, quickly adopted and dropped. Like Yeah. It was really bad. Um just as fast as fucking fact someone, Yeah. But it's, it's just weird the fact that so, like Zack Snyder, who's great visually regardless, but he took a fucking like a cell phone, like use our cell phone and made a fucking way better looking movie or trailer or whatever he did compared to fucking a full Marvel produced like well into them being popular series that shit the bed. So I think that really made them scared of doing really crazy outlandish um, um shows having you already introduced to characters because let like look at every Disney Plus show we've had next to that's not what if. Which what if features just characters we know? We had Loki, who we followed Loki from day one, and everyone loves Loki. We got um, Cap, Captain fucking Captain Falcon, right? Like you know, like now Captain America is the, the Falcon's Captain America, right? And but we know those characters. We got Hawkeye. We knew that character, and it's just continuing characters, even if they're doing stuff and passing torches, whatever. But like then you get to a, an original series, like let's say they do Eternal. People aren't gonna have that same pizzazz, which kind of sucks. But I think personally, Eternals would have just done a lot better. They did that. The cosmic, the cosmic fucking being. I can't remember who it was that came to at the end. That was just huge, right? That shit is dope. That's the stuff that I wish they investigated more because then we get Galactus because he's the same fucking Herald. It's huge being that's like sending out fucking silver surfer to suck up planets this huge like you know we get that shit from eternals which is cool but that's the stuff that i cared about that they just seemed to kind of like dance around they just wanted to do this whole like you know we're here to plan it out and then like oh when we just feel like taking it over what and it just was like oh and they're they did sorry to explain without they tried setting up a lot without setting up a lot and they're like, oh, Blade's in this. You can hear his voice at the end. And it's like, what are you going to show Blade? Like, like fuck, I don't know. It's, like, it's hard. Oh, but... Blade's in this. But you know what? Like, then why did you not give a shit about this? And you give a shit about Moon Knight. And then you give a shit about Blade. It's like, why can't you give a shit about Eternals? And then you could have had, like, three good... Like, you could have just set it up all fucking... Like, I don't get why you like, just sharding out something just for the sake of sharding it out instead of just, like, taking your time or going See, back Marvel? to the drawing board with it. Like, yeah, I don't Marvel scheduling it just to, for the sake of yeah. putting it there and just to, for context. 
Marvel right. just does that sometimes, and people eat it up. I'm just glad that this is the first one that they decided no, because I, I'm like, I, I'll give Marvel shit when I love to give Marvel shit because people praise it like it's the fucking the best thing in the world, and they're great films and stuff like that. I love me some superhero shit. I just think they're when they do shit on us, like, uh, like sorry to say, but like, um, Ford for Cookie Cutter Hart. Yeah, like when I bring up my points that I just feel are very like um make sense, it's always like comes to this heroic defense that shouldn't be there just because we it's like Marvel. So it's like my thing is like, oh, they just shout out Captain Marvel. That movie wasn't really all that great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't all that great. They shit it out. They put it right after Avengers, right before the new Avengers, just so we would get kind of an understanding of the character. And it was shit, and people know it's shit, but people will give it praise for no reason. And I'm like, no, no, no. And they're like, well, what's bad about it? I'll list what's bad about it. In my opinion, these are my opinions. And it's like the praise that it's getting, I just, I simply just don't agree. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It's bad, just like, you know, so when Eternals, I didn't think it was all that bad, but like people were like, we don't want this shit. This is not how we want it. And it seems like Marvel's listening because we got what? We got Shang-Chi, which was fucking so good. I love Shang-Chi. It was phenomenal. Then we got Spider-Man, which was fucking great. Then we got Eternals, which was like, what the fuck? So we got, like, these two Marvel movies and then fucking Eternals. And it just, to me, that was just really weird. It didn't make any sense. Um, Not that it didn't make any sense. It just was like... Out of the three, like, we we got Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, that was, it was, like, literally a breath of fresh air. Like, it opened up, it kicked open, a fucking Kung Fu kicked open a door full of, like, mystic and wonder and, like, of possibilities that I thought Eternals was going to do, but they slightly creaked the door open and gave you a little peek of being like, well, we could fully open the door and show you this shit. We don't know if we want to, instead of just kicking the, like, so... It's weird that we get that. We get Spider-Man that still was phenomenal, but felt very Marvel-esque stuff. So it felt like we got Breath of Fresh Air, then we got old Marvel, and then we got what was supposed to be new, but that new was just... Oh, so... Yeah, my so my final thoughts for sure is... Like, I like the movie, and I'd watch it again. Um, there's some cool stuff to like about it. Um, there wasn't, in my opinion, enough to dislike over the warranty. I think that I still liked more than I disliked in it, but there was enough dislike for me to have a um, cup half full type of feeling rather than like um, trying to think like, I guess a lot of people, if I have to bring up Snyder's Justice League, to me, there is, there's a lot people can claim bad about it, but there is, to me, the glass is more full of good than it is bad, like by a big margin where Eternals is more like this to me where Snyder cuts like good. And then the bad's, like, right here, and then this is, like, eternal. But it's still <laughs> phenomenal, I mean, but... I, for me, I, it's, it's a six, maybe generous seven. If you can outweigh the good with the over the bad, it really... I'd give it a six and a half, and I'd, I'd enjoy it. It's just not something that I want to... Because I've been, actually, with Guardians, yeah, I've been really crazy to go through the Marvel rabbit hole and start from... Um, start from oh, I'm Captain America to Captain Marvel to do a chronological order and stuff like that. I really want, but I'm also um, trying I to just don't back to it. Like I didn't mind watching it the first time, and definitely I could see the good over the bad, and like I I had a decent time with it, but it's just I 
I have no really interest in going back to it, and that's kind of my oh, overall I, I opinion. Get it. I I completely feel that. It's, um, it's how I feel about some Marvel movies, like or sort of DC movies as well. Like I went back the other day to watch Birds of Prey, and I still stand with it. I don't think it's really all that good. I don't think it's that bad. It's kind of like Eternals, but I just think, to me, I there was. It, it's like Suicide Squad, the original. What sort? Of? I I felt the same about the original Suicide Squad. I didn't think it was the big fucking disaster that everyone touted it to be. I definitely didn't yeah. think it was great, but I, I I did enjoy my time with the original Suicide Squad for what it was. Like it was like just like Eternals, where I think for me it kind of outweighed itself. Where like mm-hmm. I, I was like a solid six point five, maybe generous seven. Like, I had a good time watching it. I just didn't go back to Suicide Squad, much like I did Eternals. I just never went back to it. And definitely the the shit out of the old one, for sure. Like, we don't even have to discuss the reasons for why that is. Like, if you've seen it, you know why. But I didn't think, like, the original Suicide Squad was a complete dumpster fire like the fucking internet made it out to be. No, I think, and that's my big thing as well with comic book and comic book movies and stuff, and and no matter what people say, because I have this argument a lot of the time, people think, well, I don't see Marvel people attacking, no, 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 don't pull that shit. When DC comes out, DC fans are split completely down the middle. We want this dark vision or we want whatever. People, they, it's hard to get people grounded in the middle, which I hate to toot my heart, I feel like I'm trying to be that person that's in the middle, because like, there's stuff that I like, so stuff that I don't. Like, for saying this, there's you get a lot of Snyder Cut fucking complete diehard fans where nothing nothing coming out will satisfy them because they want the Snyder Cut restored. I would love the Snyder Cut restored. Will it get restored? There's rumors of it, but maybe not, and that's okay. Then if it doesn't get restored, okay. I love the new Suicide Squad. That movie was fucking fun, awesome, and it felt like still DC. Then I get Peacemaker, and it's like, same vein of whatever. It's fucking hilarious. Then I get the Batman, and the Batman's a complete separate world. Keep it separate. Keep it its own universe. Don't introduce any sort of fucking superhero next to Batman and shit. Whatever. But the thing is, I don't care. I'm getting these awesome fucking movies and stuff. So what what I find is like people, and I'm not blaming all of Marvel fans or anything like that, but there is Marvel fans that will attack a movie and stuff like that and a lot of the dc fans do it so it creates such a weird the weird big divide so when it comes to like suicide squad i'm the same way i don't think the first one was nearly as bad as people were making out i don't think it was necessarily great i would definitely think the david air cut if they ever were to release it would do the same thing justice league would do they'd be like oh that's a hundred times better jesus christ um but yeah i just wasn't a fan of how how to explain it? Um, I feel like the new Suicide Squad is exactly what they were trying to do. The reshoots of the old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were trying to aim it like James Gunn succeeded in the new Suicide Squad because he got the material. He's like, I'm gonna make this like a '70s shoot 'em up, A team mashup where people will die. He did Guardians of the Galaxy and literally reinvigorated it, like. Yeah, and I think, referencing was I think out of the ass. I love that. Like, yeah, and a lot of people, they were like, and, oh, you have those little 
nip like, those little tidbits that you can literally go back to over and over again. I'm like, I didn't fucking notice that at first. Like, that's the key element to a really, really well done comic book movie. And Suicide Squad, like that new one, is up there with like a really fucking good comic book movie because like you can watch that movie over and over and over again and you can pick the little details that you may not have fucking seen the first time even if it's just little subtle detail that's the the creativity that james gunn fucking brought to suicide squad that he also brought to guardians and that's why people were like he did it again and i agreed with people like he fucking he did it again with a comic book Comic book did it in such a way that it wasn't just a complete because everyone was like, Oh, it's just gonna be suicide or it's gonna be Guardians, and it wasn't just a Guardians oh, film. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it felt like, yeah, you could tell there was like hints of Guardians, it's as as but it, it's no. arguably a similar property in terms of like, okay, well, Guardians were these fucking ragtag and fucking outlaw vigilante type people that came together to be good. Where you're doing that with the Suicide Squad, is you have people that aren't necessary they're bad and stuff and they recognize they're bad but they're also not a hundred percent like bad stricken evil they just sometimes they're in the wrong place wrong time or were raised wrong and that's exactly what we get with peacemaker we understand you're like by the end of the suicide squad you're like peacemaker's a fucking asshole he was like one of my favorite he was an asshole and then you see him in the show and you realize events that lead him and how one's mind would sway into that area so I found that James Gunn does a really good job at doing that. He like these team up movies. He makes them like it's like a family. You like you eventually figure out why characters like each other, why they're interacting. And he did that really well. So I still feel like it was his own thing, and I like that it was gory because it to me when I think DC, I think DC has room to do a bit darker and gorier stuff. Well, Marvel they really tried to do DC tries to do more of this. Um, we have our own imaginary towns and cities, so Gotham can be as dirty and gross as we want it, and you can't say shit about it because it's not New York, where Spider-Man's New York is going to reflect as much of New York as possible and stuff like that. So DC to me was always like, it, it's it's dark, whatever, but it's dark in terms of they're allowed to get away with a little bit more violence and stuff like that. So when I see Suicide Squad, and the name's literally, literally Suicide Squad, and I think that people are going to die... They are fucking serial killers and killers are going out being like, oh, there's a fucking soldier guy? I don't care. Here's a nuke can blow him up rather than being like, we got to sneak around this guy and not hurt him. So I think that DC and James Gunn did such a fabulous job with that. So, Dude, James um, also knows how to fucking get you by the fucking gut and by the heart, like just gut-wrenching scenes. Like the fucking scene like where like with King Shark and the like the piranhas, like the piranha fish, like legitimately, like making you think like this is the end for fucking King. You should like, dude. I was almost crying fucking watching that. Like, like he does a really good job of. I find for me, I'm a big sucker for daddy stuff, like daddy daughter, father, father father, or father son, things like that. And he seems to have that theme in a lot of his stuff. So. We get to the second Guardians movie, Yondu fucking, you know, sacrificing himself for Peter. And it's a very, like, Peter's finding his dad that's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And then Yondu's, like, you know, says the big line that makes everyone, or a lot of people, me especially, choke up. Where he's like, he may he may be your um father, but he ain't your daddy. You know what I mean? And it's very true. Like, just 
my my father is my father by just name alone, but he's not my daddy. He's not my father. You know what I mean? So he gets you with that. Like, they get you with the heart. He got you with Rocket being upset with the group. And Peter's like, are you always going to be like this with the group? Especially maybe you should try fucking being nice and helping people out when, like, and it's true. Like, they're all trying to be nice, Rocket. So it shows these, like, it shows, I love it because he does really well with showing characters fighting amongst each other, but loving each other secretly. It always reminds me of the relationship between Dinobot and Rat Trap, how they always are at ends with each other, but deep down inside, if the war wasn't a war, if they met at a bar, they would be best friends. They would hands down be best friends, and they know that they're best friends. They just won't ever say it to you. It's like Stone Cold and The Rock, you know what I mean? They have such whatever rivals, but they're they're really good friends, and the chemistry is undeniable between them. So it's the same thing when you get to this Guardian, or sorry, Suicide Squad, you get a lot of characters having touching moments, father, father-daughter moment with um, Bloodsport, um, father-daughter moment with fucking Ratcatcher and Ratcatcher 2. Um, you get these moments, like, at the end with just the music playing and the fact that fucking Bloodsport is now, like, petting the rat just shows so much of an impro- improvisation, the fact that he wants his him and his friends to clear the fact that he talks about Rick Flagg being one of his only friends, things like that. There's there's a lot of heart, and you just sit there and you're like, damn, like this is getting by like tons there's a ton of emotion behind it. And they did the same thing with Peacemaker. I I was going in with Peacemaker being like, Well, it's John Cena, and it's gonna be kind of like funny, dick jokey, haha, it looks good. And I came out loving it because it tore my heart completely to pieces. It took he did the same thing. He took a group of ragtag random people and he took ongoing jokes and ongoing issues, and he, yeah, there's some funniness to it, but, like, it's still serious shit. Like, the biggest joke, and it's maybe not really spoilers or anything, but they, they make fun of a character fucking dyeing his beard and shit, and he's like, I don't dye my beard, I don't do this. And then, in, like, one of the last episodes, it's, like, him, like, confessing about him dyeing his beard and shit, but he does not in such a way where it's so, he's like, I didn't think anyone noticed until this new employee of mine, which starts talking about Peacemaker, and he's like, and then he noticed. And blah, 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 and he's talking about how, like, he was so sad because no one gave it get noticed, but then Peacemaker noticed, and it made him, even though he was right and he wouldn't, didn't want to admit that he was dying his fucking beard, he was like, yo, I am dying my beard, and you notice that shit, and that makes me feel really good. That shit was phenomenal to me, like, the fact that they took jokes from episode one, two, three, and brought it to episode eight, nine, or whatever, it just shows that James Gunn does a really good job of making characters talk and making you enjoy and love these characters and then you feel for these characters and why they would be this way in certain stuff regardless if they're dicks and you don't enjoy them afterwards and stuff like that but you still feel a little bit of realism and real like you you can find a little bit of yourself or something in these characters and to me that's what i care about so yeah i might not get my snyder verse whatever stuff but uh it um i still we're still getting, like, good comic content. And I think especially with Matt Reeves' Batman fully... Don't get me wrong, I still want Ben Affleck running around doing... Because his cowl and his outfit is... Ben Affleck is still probably my favorite Batman and stuff like that. But I'd say that the Batman, the way it's going, give me some more of that shit. That just proves that we can have multiple stuff and we don't need a connected, crazy fucking universe. In my opinion... Um, better in the universe. I feel it's better with that universe because the Batman movie is not 
any universe ever. How like, but I don't get me wrong. Like, I like team up movies. We like our Justice League. We like whatever. I just think we don't I don't to constantly. We don't need to connect the links. Just make yeah, like that's exactly it. And I think I was talking about that last night after we were watching Spider Man. I was just saying how um, you okay, Chris? I dropped some sugar, so I'll sweep that up in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like talking, the sugar just went everywhere. But, sure, yeah. um, but um, what was I saying? Oh, what's up, what's up boys? I could jump in for a few minutes. Yeah, it's up to Gumby there. Um, but we, uh, we're, we're doing a Gumby and the Robin thing because I'm going to take this recording after and put it on my Patreon. But uh, maybe in a future live when we, uh, we open up the lines because we're probably going to end up just doing Gumby and the Robin like this because it's just so much easier because I could actually just take the live feed of this and just literally, like, right upload it. And, like, we don't have to do shit. We could literally just record right off our phone. And it just saves. It saves right after I finish the, uh, right, right after I finish the live. Hmm. So, like, I'm going to take the entire conversation and make it an episode. But, um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to actually, I don't even know if I know you there, uh, P90X Beast, but, uh, he's let's, a, uh, is a fan. He, uh, made a awesome very wrestling fan. He, uh, I see him every month. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, no, that's what I mean. I'd like to, um, I'm a big person on interacting with, um, communities that we build. That's why my Discord and our Discord, everyone's Discord, our giant group Discord, um, is for everyone. I want everyone involved in it. I want people sharing their hobbies, their art, their watching TV, movies. Like, I, I love communicating and interacting with the community because that's where, you know, like, it, it makes for really good discussions, really good content, whatever, stuff like that. So definitely sometime. I feel like this will keep, like, Gummy and the Ramen fresh, like us doing in a live kind of setting because I could take this and yeah. literally re-upload it and put it on the Patreon and everything, but it allows everyone to do, like, live questions, because people can actually ask questions uh, exactly. in the bottom right. So, like, if anyone uh, is watching and wants to, like, ask questions about literally everything that we fucking do, or, like, what we're even talking about, if you want to chime in, you could always do so, and that's the cool thing. We can interact and everything, and you'll have the video mm -hmm. version of this and the audio version if you're on my Patreon, so, like, I just think it'd be mm -hmm. so much easier. We can get, uh, we can still get um, stuff out. We we can get more episodes out, and literally, like like I said, it's just simple. Just go live. Mm hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Makes for a little bit easier stuff. But um, finish up what I was saying. I'm trying to think. Where... Yeah. Um, my thing is what I was complaining about is like um. For people like us, for me, comic book fans for the most part, we, we totally understand and get that uh, we watch the majority of the stuff. So we have an understanding of where things are going. So it's not confusing. But if you're a new fan or you're just wanting to go see a comic book movie, and for example, like Doctor Strange 2, it's really going into that. You'd have to watch Doctor Strange 1 and a lot of previous stuff to get what's happening in the new Doctor Strange versus a few movies like that. And I just feel like with for future coming stuff, they've established and built worlds already it's just i i feel like um it's made things because now you have got to watch tv shows to get a certain reference or joke or whatever versus watching a new movie that's coming out and it's just a lot and we don't do enough standalone properties anymore we want everything to connect 
And I just think the Batman's perfect example of like it just understood what it was and it is what it is, and that's exactly it. It's just it's a noir, it's a noir film that doesn't need like like I think Matt Reeves said if he were to introduce Superman, be cool concept, but that would be the big wow factor that he's oh wow, it's just like an alien that is on Earth that you know oh shit, he looks like us. That that would be the big mystical wow factor, but he doesn't want to do necessarily. And not saying Batman doesn't have mystic in it. He's got plenty of mystic stuff to it. What I mean is just do more of a property. And when you do a grounded take, like, um, I feel like this Batman is what the Dark Knight wanted to be. It wanted to be grounded. But the Bat- the Dark Knight trilogy turned out more like James Bond. Turned out very, like, spy espionage type um, gadgety whatever action sequences where this is straight up Batman just, like, fucking coming in the frame just kind of, like... There's a clue. And then, like, yeah. instead of Batman coming into a fucking, be like, where are the drugs? And everyone's like, oh, they're over there. He's like, thank you. And drops a guy off a building and flies off, which is cool. It's just, like, Batman's, like, looking and watching someone do drugs and, like, you being like, there's where the drugs are coming from. And then it cuts to another scene with another character, and then he's above them watching them be like, now I know where the drugs are coming. Like, that, to me, is what, like, that's sweet and shit like that. So... This is just the more grounded, realistic take on Batman, but it knows, and it doesn't, it's, like, not trying to, like, how to explain it? Like, most Batman films and stuff like that, they kind of always joke and make fun of, like, oh, this guy's name is Batman, and this guy's name is Penguin, or, like, whatever. Like, ah, that's funny, and this is just, like, yeah, this here's fucking Batman. That guy's Penguin. Here's the Riddler. They're not, like, making fun of or whatever. It's just these are the these fucking characters, their names, and it just, that no one's, like, it's like, okay, well, fuck, this fucker's dressed as a giant bat. Makes sense. This guy's leaving fucking riddles everywhere. No question about it. So it's, it is raw. It's awesome. And, um, it but, knows what sorry, it is. It knows yeah, what it, it is. Yeah, and we need more movies like that, in my opinion. Um, do, do I want connected movies? Yes. I would love to see team up movies. I'd love to see. Uh, Flash and Cyborg, or um, Emerald Knights movie with Green Arrow and Green Lantern. I'd like to see Spider-Man and Daredevil team up. I, uh, there is the limits are fucking insane. I'd love to see Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Wolverine. I'd love to see Spider-Man, and Wolverine. I love Wolverine and Deadpool. There are so many we could do. Spider-Man, However, we're gonna do a standalone fucking like um, I'm trying to think of a Marvel character because it's hard because everyone's interconnected but if they did like a century film uh for that would be bad shit but if they just a solo century film i'd love that or if they were like our blue beetle film that dc's making is solo to just blue beetle and his universe then cool like to me that's just fine because it leaves leaves pressure off of like because to me i never understand half the time when like shit's going down why doesn't like these characters like superman who is the fastest or everything Indestructible. Why didn't he just come in really quick and clean shit up? Or the Flash could run in before anyone even blinks an eye. All these, like, you know what I mean? So it relieves a lot of weight off people's shoulders. And same thing with Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, I get Spider-Man's problem. There was a hundred and fucking fifty different things they could do to help out Spider-Man in that film. They had fucking scrolls. They had technology. They had whatever. They they had resources, compound, what fucking ever. And it wasn't any of that shit. It was just like, yeah, superheroes are here. Here's Doctor Strange, who literally could have, like, and I know it's progressing the story, but that's what I'm saying. Sometimes build it, built up universes are great. Sometimes I just love, 
And I love the Batman. That it was just a separate thing, and that's what I'm cool with. Just let's give me some more of that shit. I loved, I loved the Joker as well because the Joker was its own yeah. separate thing, and that was phenomenal. It didn't need to be anything else than what it was. It was mm. phenomenal for what it was. Like it was a great, great interpretation of fucking Joker. It it. It fucking gave me chills. It fucking was, like, scary. The fucking ending was like, holy shit. Like, I... Yeah. And it didn't and it didn't need to be any more than one movie. It knew exactly what the fuck it was. Yeah, and I'm, I'm super happy they, they did it like that. It made me want more, but we didn't need more. It's great for more. what it is. We're getting more, though, man. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, but I'm actually there. So here's the thing: like, there's some stuff that's cool, some stuff's not. So everyone wanted, and I kind of would be fine because I find this Joker would work really well in the Batman. No, no, yes and no. So this Joker would work really well in the Batman if the Joker wasn't set in the '80s, because the Batman's set in now present time. However, it's like when he he lost his kid or he lost his parents in like 2000 one or something like that in 2002 yeah. right so joker won't work but the joker in terms of it being grounded was really close to how the batman was but the thing is they both have two very similar endings in terms of like shock value where the batman's ending is like i this is why i really want to discuss with you because i just can't say it and uh, but this is like like when I will like when we when we see it like we'll discuss. But this is like the ending that I was like, holy fuck! Like it it either lets you they're making sequels, but it gives you one of those like, you don't need a sequel for this, but you want a sequel for this. And here's the, plenty of options we can explore, or we could leave it solo. It's really up to how everyone feels. And I'm just sitting there like, holy shit! Because like, the last act in the movie was fucking like. Like, I'm like, whoa, like, this is some cool shit that, like, I haven't personally seen before that I just, I can't say without getting crazy, but, like, it was, like... Bro, if I sound like, I, I just got a message asking uh, about my laptop that's on sale on uh, Facebook Market. If it fucking sells today, I'll go see Batman tomorrow. Like, nice. I'm legit. seeing it tomorrow at 12. I'm pumped. Oh, sh- Fuck. I was gonna say if gas isn't so fucking expensive, come out and we'll go fucking wings. And then you can yeah, go see it. Yeah, and gas. Plus I'm poor shit. Yeah. We got uh, But yeah, I want I wanna do wings soon for sure. But um the Batman is something that um regardless of people how they people feel, some people don't like it more than Dark Knight, some people like it more. Um I personally think to me the best way to describe it is I like this film better than Dark Knight. Um, I don't like to compare because they're two separate things. I just feel like this was more... This focuses on Batman, and his villains are amazing, but I found that in almost every single Batman Dark Knight trilogy, his villains were the main focus, and they were a lot cooler than Batman was. So you got the Joker, who was the show of it. Then Bane was a lot cooler than Batman. For this, everyone's got the time to shine, but it's like really Batman-focused and centric. I just think everyone needs to, regardless of how you feel about this movie, you should go see it on the big possible and don't be bothered by anyone that's why i feel so bad for people watching it at home they really don't understand the magnitude of what the cinema and the the sound like i like every every version of batman and every interpretation of batman and um i don't really compare or want 
one version of Batman to be the same as the other. Um, so I have very high hopes and expectations for this new one. And it's not just because, like, oh, like, because uh, comparing it to The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight 2 or anything is like, no, it's it's because I really fucking love Batman and I love every version that a different director or a different artist or a different creative mind comes up with because there's just, there's so many ways you can take Bruce Wayne and I the direction they took this time around with the live action. And I feel like I'm going to have very, very similar opinion to you with, uh, well, with I, gonna say, I know how you feel. I know, I know how you feel and like about Batman. That's why out of everyone, I'm encouraging you to see it. Cause I just don't think you're, I think you're just going to go in and come out with your jaw dropped. Like I did and be like, Holy shit. Like what? Like they just gave us this fucking goodness. Like to me, there was just not, like, people want to complain about the length. And it was lengthy and long, and you could probably trim some scenes. I don't give a fuck. I just don't. Yeah, to okay. me, like, there were, like I give it a oh, nine. Oh, fucking, nine we put Lord of the Rings extended edition in trilogy during college. We don't give a fuck about, like... <laughs> people, people will binge fucking... They're like, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home's coming out? Let me just binge the first two fucking Spider-Man Oh, you know what? I'm going to binge fucking... All fucking what one, three, four, five, six, seven films before the eighth film comes out here, right? and they're fine with it. But then they want to complain. Oh well, the Batman was like a little, little whatever. Some scenes do. It's not necessarily a drag, but there is a lot of like, um, like kind of back and forth. Like it's just like it's it's Dude, very reactive. Batman being like just Batwoman and Batwoman doing something. I just picked a new fucking proud family recently. Huh? Have you seen what? I said I just I just binged fucking Cuphead in the new Proud Family. Yeah. Lately, right have you not? Have you seen the new Proud Family show? No, I'm Proud Family. Yet. Honestly, check it out. It's actually not bad. The first two episodes are really fucking like. Well, actually, no. More so, the first episode's really rough. Like it feels very piloty, much like mm. uh, TMNT 12's first like episode was really rough in animation and everything and it's just like literally episode two from then on out it's like wow like the animation goes from like here to like fucking here but the storytelling and the like the writing is still consistent still really good just everyone's like growing up now like everyone's getting into high school or like grade eight and shit so it's cool like the new the new characters they add, there's this one fucking kid, and he literally, literally just goes, she every fucking dude kills me every fucking time. So she awesome. she'll pull him into like a fucking direction, and he goes she like a fucking like dude. He's gonna be like your favorite character. I didn't know it was fully out or anything, so we'll definitely, definitely give that it's a watch. Not, it's, it's weekly, so like it's not fully out. I think there's like six or seven episodes right now, so like we're watching it by the week right now. So like we binge the first um, episodes. It's I'll just wait till it's all out. I like that. Um, though I do like watching things weekly. Um, I I'm a more of a weekly guy versus a sit down and everything comes out at once, only because I find that um. When everything drops at once, it gives us a chance to sit down in four hours, five hours in a day and watch it all. 
and then we want more and then whatever. But when I find that when things drop in a week, it gives you that time to process, to think, to, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's why the Marvel ones went like so hard. I like cartoons. Time to think and theorize. I like that better because it lets me just digest an episode rather than being like, like, oh, the cliffhanger shit. On to the next one, right? Like, I'm going to smoke a bomb yeah. on the deck, which is sometimes cool. And I like that. Like, Cobra Kai, I wanted to see it all at once. Stuff like that. Because I continuously will go back and rewatch Cobra Kai because it's one of my favorites. But I, I like digestible episodes weekly by weekly, personally, more than anything. But um, saying that, I still haven't even seen an episode of Boba Fett. So, I mean... <laughs> Neither have I. And I've heard so many good fucking things. So, I've heard good things, and I've heard just people complaining for the sake of complaining, and that's where I'm at in my point where I just, um, I don't care anymore. I just don't care. I'm going to watch something. Like, I don't let people's bars, I don't jump on people's bars anymore. My bar's set to my personal whatever, so if it beats that bar, if it doesn't, whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch Boba Fett. We just, Grace and I just usually watch that type of stuff together, and it's just been so hard lately, so we we'll probably just have to Start doing what I do. Like, um, for, like, the live actions, I like to watch them all at once, like you do, like, the binging and everything, because it's like, oh, no, the fucking cliffhanger. On to the next one, just so then I could see what happens. But, like, when it comes to something like a cartoon, like Cuphead or um, Proud Family, like the new Proud Family, I kind of like it in, in digest of, like you said, like, in a weekly, just in a weekly thing, because it lets me sit on it and especially for cartoons because cartoons have like an overall kind of like lesson with them and especially with the proud fam the new proud family with some of its writing it did stick with me and i and i was glad that i was able to actually like sit there for a day and like damn that was actually a really good fucking episode like there was one episode uh i think it was like, the second or third episode that makes fun of todger call but like yeah. literally it was such a that like tackles on cancel culture and like how people but like let fame go to their head and i was glad that i was able to marinate on that episode because i was like holy shit that was actually like damn like i, I was that actually sat with me for like an hour and i yeah. so i i'm finally out with like shows like cartoons and everything like i find they're they're a lot better if you watch them on the weekly because, like, you get to digest that overall message. Yeah, I dig that because mostly, like, when, when I watch stuff, I watch, like, anime and it comes out weekly, and so it gives me time to sit down and then digest some things I like to binge all the way through and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, here she comes, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it just for me, it all depends on the source material. Like, some live action stuff I'll blister, some live action stuff I'll completely. Uh, for me, I, I lean towards more. I'd rather the live action stuff. Um, how to explain it? Um, I'd rather um, let that digest more than the cartoon stuff because I find that I always go back to cartoon stuff multiple times because that's where I get the most like drawing inspiration story inspiration but it really just depends on exactly what it is like cuphead i pretty much flew through in a day okay. um but i, I kept re-watching downloading it and like watching it and like stuff like that but um there's some stuff like that comes out episodically or weekly that i completely think would be dope like my hero i actually couldn't imagine 
like I could binge through it all and wait, but I love the idea that everything was coming out. I'm like, I oh, know I gotta wait. Like this villain art's crazy. I gotta wait a week, and then like had me going and thinking and like so stuff like that. I probably wait for. There's definitely some I, that I recommend treating it like a Saturday morning cartoon with Sora and, and Grace and you, and watching it on the weekly because like, it's actually a really good fucking way to like kind of like just yeah. do that. Like That's what we um, did with. Uh, my Hero and, um, what was it? Because My Hero would come out on Sundays, and then what, Mandalorian came out on, like, Thursdays or something like that, and we would just, yeah, what we do. So it felt, yeah, like you said, felt very Saturday morning cartoon. Like, we'd be like, okay, we're having dinner, we're going to watch My Hero, or having dinner, we're going to watch Mandalorian. And... I don't know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really, like, strongly recommending the new, uh, the new Proud Family. I, I wasn't so sure about it the first episode, but by the third, Hell, it really won me over. It really won me over. So, um, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I said I'm watching it on the weekly because, like, they're they're putting some really powerful messaging in their writing, and I really appreciate that because that's that's what I love the Proud Family for. So, um, like, so that message hasn't been lost in a new generation, and that's great to see. And they're tackling like, like I said, modern day shit, like cancel culture and everything and they did it in such a great fucking way or like coming out like I think uh, like they did a transgender episode and it was respectful or like like they're doing like really good shit with this like and it's like actually like leaving a message good so, like, uh, I think shows that have that type of platform like Proud Family or stuff that's very like I'll explain it. Like, you can do this with certain cartoons, and you can't do it with certain cartoons where it comes off almost forced or pretentious. Like, some cartoons come off like that. Like, for example, like like I was saying, Proud Family is like multicultural. It is it is ultimately made for black families. It's made for everyone, but like it's for black families and black people and people of culture or sort of color and stuff to relate to. Um, and then it is able to tackle these issues that come up a lot and. Community, I feel like that type of show versus, let's say, like, um, what's well, like a super fucking white show um, would have a hard time, like, cartoon, like, oh. like a cartoon, let's say, like, what, not Steven Universe, you know what I mean? Like, it's easier for yeah. the Proud family to tackle these things, and that's awesome that they're using their platform so perfectly for this versus, like, I don't know, like, Family Guy doesn't do a really good job. That's a bad example, because they're all satire. It's going to fucking get you with this family. It's literally, they're tackling, like, father issues. And that's what's going to, like, they're like, oh, his daughter's growing up. She's dating, she's dating boys. He doesn't, like, father meltdown. I don't know what to do anymore. Protect my little girl. She's my little girl. Like, and it's just like, no, I'm not anymore. And it's just like, yeah, like, Dude, I'm not even a father, and I was fucking tearing up because I was like, "Wow, that's so like well done." And like they do that in the and they do that throughout the whole season because he's just like Mr. Proud, super fucking protective of his daughter because he doesn't want his daughter growing up, but his daughter is growing up, and she's realizing, yeah. and she's telling him, "It's like let me grow up," and it's like I think that's gonna really hit you in the feels for that. Most likely, if that stuff kills me, just absolutely kills me. So, like, they're, they're using their platform so fucking well, and like, right. I 
I'm 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 such a fan of the new of the new Proud Family. Like I hope they get a new season because like, god damn, it's so fucking good, man. Good. Highly, highly recommend it. No, definitely. Like I definitely want to watch it and check it out. Um, I'm sure Grace, Grace and Sora and I will go through because we were watching the old Proud Family for a little while. So, I don't know, the new one seemed promising, and I'm glad that uh, you're speaking so highly of it. I'm glad that it seems like, you know, it's going in a good direction, so I got faith. And it pecks right where they left off, man, so it, that's not the beauty about it. They didn't try to, like, go very distant into the future. It's just like, no, like, straight right into high, like, going right into high school, and everyone's growing up, and you get to see everything, and it's like, they didn't cut anyone. They didn't fucking try to change anyone. They kept yeah. those powers. Like, everything that you came to know for the Proud Family, it's all there. And it's just in tackling modern-day shit. And I I can't say enough about it. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. I kind of like also cartoon stuff that let their characters grow up. Because, like, as much as it's fine, it's just... Oh, I always find it weird when you get, like, The Simpsons or... South Park, and they're advancing with us, but, like, I, they were older than I was when it came out, and now I'm older than they are, and they did do a time skip, but, like, I don't need them to grow up this fast, but if they could continuously be skipping years as the years come through, you know, I mean, I, I know they did skip, I think they're in the fourth grade now or something, but it, it to me, it's just, like, it's really, like, I like to see when characters grow, because I feel like then they're just stuck in this universe while they're mirroring stuff that happens, and it, sometimes that works and stuff, but it just feels more natural seeing someone, like you said, going to high school, and it might take four years for them to complete the first year or two of high school, but at least, like, they're advancing with us, and then it feels like it's better and leads to conclusion rather than, like, oh, the series is wrapping up, and then you get, like, a last episode of them them growing up in the future, and, like, this is our life now, like, kind of like the Digimon Adventure 2, right? Like, um, how it's like, oh, we defeated the Digimon, then it shows them all growing up, and, like, we're writing novels, and we're we're doing things, with, and instead, it's just, like, I w- like, it just feels very cheap just to rush, and, like, this is what they're doing in the future, and, like, it's, like, cool. Well, I'm sure there was fucking Digimon shit that happened beforehand and stuff, like, just slowly get into it or whatever, and then make it more natural when it ends. It's, like, ends better that way. I give a shit more about them being, like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, Dude. this is what happened because we watched, um, it's kind of like Arthur, I think, did, like, and, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't really watch Arthur, but, like, it's, like, if if you could tell, like, um, like, say, um, I don't know, one of, like, somebody was, like, growing up and doing stuff as years were coming in and realizing, like, say they want to be an artist and you're seeing them progress as an artist, and then eventually it shows that in the last episode they go from the fourth grade to the eighth grade, then the last episode's them grown up, and then it's like, I became an artist and blah, 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 and you see that throughout the progression is cool, rather than just um, being just uh, just like a time skip at the end, and it's just kind of like, you just trust that these characters learn their lessons in their small years, and throughout their teenage years, or their adulthood years, they're just, like, it's just, and, I don't know, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, I'm just like, fuck off, just give me some, give me some good progression, so it's cool that they're advancing in the proud family this way and it feels relevant because like i'm sorry but when you go from like hey guys let's get like a sega dreamcast or whatever in south park to like a fucking ps5 xbox thing and i'm like fucked up like i had a kid within this time so where where they pick up is literally it's right after a summer after grade eight so like they get right into high school 
Penny hasn't seen all her friends for the, the whole summer, and all of them basically have hit puberty. Right. At that point. So, like, they're all, like, kind of, like, changed but haven't changed. Yeah. So, like, it's okay. fuck. It's it's sweet. It's pretty cool. Well, I can like I can get behind that stuff. So we'll definitely give it a shot for sure when we can. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Word. Have you guys seen that uh, the new the um, Digimon Last Evolution or whatever? Uh. Believe so. It uh, came out in 2020. It's the one where, like, um, I think it's the last, like, um, it for it was before the reboot, um, 2020. It's a movie, and it's like all I know is Ty and uh, Yamato or Matt have different, like, there's different evolutions for War Greymon, Metal Gurumon, like they have a new form or something, oh, but it's yeah. like supposed to be as like this is their very last adventure and when you grow up, it's like the way the trailer came off is one of those like, oh, once you grow up and you become an adult, like that's when you're cut off from your Digimon, so it's their last like hurrah and realizing that it's not going to last forever, which is in my opinion bullshit because when you get a partner, you get a partner, it doesn't, shouldn't be some divine shit as a kid, like you should, if I get Terriermon at the age of 12 and I'm fucking 30, turning 31 this year, I should still always have Terriermon because we are partners, not some fucking, oh, you're getting older, but I don't know if that's the whole thing. It just came off very like that. But um, I'm thinking about streaming it later. I know you guys need some sleep, but... Uh... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, I, if I'm up on me, uh, I, may, I may join. Also, one thing you're going to fucking probably... I, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but uh, in the Proud family, um, they turn, they did turn Michael gay. So, like, oh, uh, uh, what's yeah. his face? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fucking, um... Wait, I don't know, like, that's kind of, that's cool, like, I don't really give a shit, I'm just trying to think of, like... But it's fucking it funny, him? so, like, you know his father, Barry? Yeah. His, his father, Barry, also turned gay, and so, like, his, his he, he has two daddies, and he, na- he married a black dude named Randall, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh and it's the fucking best. Like when Penny this fucking comes no. over, like he tries to introduce himself, and it's like it's the fucking greatest. Like he tries to be like hip with the fucking kids and shit. And it's like it just comes off like super awkward, and Michael's just like, "Oh my god, don't fuck." I guess that's the type of dad I want to be. I want to be the type of dad that um when when I'm, like, picking up my kid and shit from school, like, I'm gonna purposely be like, what's going on, fellow kids? And, like, come in for, like, a really embarrassing high five. Like, just knowing that, like, she's like, dad, stop. And I'm like, come on! And, like, you know, like, grew better. I want to be one of those dads that, like, is up and hip with the music and just cranks that shit and be like, what up, kid? And, like, grooving out and dancing to bullshit, but, I don't know. But what up, Ashton? How you doing, baby? How you doing? Yeah, it's... <laughs> You're gonna love that. It's one of my favorite parts in the new in the new uh, proud family. Louder oh. or prouder? Like I think it's just that change was just so fucking funny because like it introduced like a whole bunch of different scenarios they could tackle on, and they've done yeah. it very well. <laughs> so like, 
Oh, fucking Michael's now like he's super flamboyant. He fucking dresses really nice. Um, he makes sure everyone else looks fucking good. He cares about people. Fucking like looks out for them. Um, when Oscar's trying to fucking like protect, be protective over Penny, and say you like you can't dress like a fucking female at all. Like my like EJ's in the fucking back, just like it's like we don't have a lot of time. Literally, like turning all of fucking Oscar's like shitty military gear into like fucking like gear that like, she could like unzip, and it turns into like a real fucking dress or whatever. It's like fucking hilarious. Like Jacob, how you doing, my guy? How you doing, boys? You're gonna love it. You're gonna oh love man! It. Well, now that we have some actual wrestling fans in here too, uh, you hear what fucking um Nash was saying about uh fucking you know Scott Hall there? Like, I'm so things things in the wrestling world suck right now. Like, so Nash is saying if once his family gets involved, they're gonna pull the plug, and he's like, this is someone I spent more of my life with. You know, my like more of you yeah, know, I, my entire life was kind of dealing that. I was like, that fucking, I was like, that sucks. Like, that sucks so much fucking ass. Like, I think for me, the bit like that, that sucks ass and that makes me upset. Uh, for me, it's like, I know, like, it's inevitable with these wrestlers and some bullshit, right? And everything's like, I get it. I think the biggest thing for me is Biggie. Because I was explaining to Grace, and I just wanted to stop last night, like how actually upsetting it is for a character, someone that has so much charisma, so much likability, someone that just makes you smile, so much talent, size, whatever, finally gets like a push that's not an amazing whatever push, but a push and recognized and stuff like that, who can only go anywhere but up, and is most likely had his career now completely stopped, and only sort of um, or fucking neck injury that's literally yeah 100% unhealable so he'll yeah, never it, recover from exactly and he won't ever wrestle like, in the WWE literally took out Stone Cold Steve Austin like yeah, that's it's, the um, that took it's out Stone Cold and I feel like in like I feel bad like I don't know really who's to blame or whatever like that it no just, I was blame. watching a video. Is that, that's what I mean. There's like really no one to blame. It was like a freak accident. You just watch, I watched this video about four months ago of Big E explaining how, like, with wrestling, it's very, um, it's a very, um, what's the word? With Big E, it was very, like, he was just saying, like, at the end of the day, you know, it's me, like, when he's, I think he's talking about German suplexes. Like, you know, you're really hoping and working with someone to not drop somebody on their head and hurt them and kill them kind of deal like you're working with someone as best as you can to get them home at the end of the day to see their families and the next thing you know like he gets dropped on his head and like you said it's no one's real fault and it's like it, it was a freak accident but like <laughs> one person that like no one Luke, deserves Luke, it nobody Luke, deserves that but just one fucking dude who's like the nicest guy the most awesome like it just it hurts to see and Personally, when he's one of my favorite wrestlers, like it just like it just feels like I'm getting attacked with all my favorite wrestlers. Something happens, like Brody Lee fucking just dies out of the blue. Now Big E, who's really close friends with the fucking, you know, ends up like it just it sucks. Dude, hopefully he's not as bad as Edge. No like wrestling, and I can even say this just even on like the two bullshit cinematic matches I had. I had accidents happen within those matches that you know. 
this shit just happens, man. You can't really like mm-hmm. fucking avoid it. Like Luke, like Van Landon didn't mean to accidentally almost concuss me during that fucking that that cinematic match that we fucking did, but he almost he almost yeah. did. He didn't it know that awesome. that fucking little knapsack that he hit me over the head with had an iPhone and a fucking really heavy wallet in it. He smacked mm-hmm. me real hard, dude. I was like, you know how I was loopy for an hour? That's why. And it was yeah. the same. Luke didn't mean to literally knock me into a thorn bush to the point where, like, I I had a thorn going literally from here all the way in here. And you could actually see me. In the, you could see me in the footage, literally pulling the thorn out of my head. Right. Yeah, that it would suck to lose feeling in your hands. Like I, for someone that uses their hands for everything, I I often think of like because uh, one of my pals told me she became a tattoo artist there, and she was saying that she wants to get her hands insured in case anything happens because that is her job. I'm sitting there like, like fuck. I guess you're kind of right. Like, um. But yeah, you have a great one, Ashton. You have a, you have a really great one. It's good talking, pal. Enjoy your work. Um, and I, yeah, I couldn't imagine losing my hands as an artist. Like that would really suck, and I'd learn other methods and out of pain. But like that to me, just like is that your hands and your eyes? I find are like the worst. Like you can operate without eyesight and stuff, but fuck, man, like that would really suck. Dude, the thorn was the worst fucking thing. I have ever pulled out of my goddamn head in my life. And I know sold that, but I was in a fuck ton of pain after that. Um, Like, the thorn went, like, right in my head, man. Like, you might as well just throw me in a fucking barbed wire table. Like, honestly. And I pulled... I I fell, like, basically full body into that. Like, he he, he punched me. I didn't mean to... fucking fall that much like I tripped over a branch just fell into it I mean it looked great on footage man but holy fuck that was painful so yeah like I don't blame anyone like that one yeah get your hands insured and shit cause yeah like I lost feeling here for about an hour damn ugh Intense stuff, man. So that's that's exactly it. Like we never know of, you know who, uh, never know who's, like you know, like it's hard to like yeah throw blame and say who's who, whatever. When it takes two to tango and all this shit, it's just it's a dangerous sport. And unfortunately, one of the best I think at it got injured and it just sucks. So I'm hoping, hoping that um, I don't know. I'm just hoping something fucking like. I'm hoping you get some sort of something. I hope you can pull through and get back to actually wrestling again. (laughs) And then maybe just not do crazy dives and shit like that anymore. Make it long. Give yourself more longevity because, like, Biggie, you're fucking crazy. You shouldn't be doing that at your height and and size. Just stop. I hope this Mm. was the the scare to stop that because you know i think like the perfect example of it is like the miz the miz is not mm-hmm. the most flashiest wrestler you can fucking see out there he he may not even be the best but what he is is he's a very damn good wrestler he's a very damn good talker and yep. he knows what he does good 
and he does it and he knows he's limited and he works within his limitations. You don't have yeah. to be the greatest in the fucking world. And that's one the one thing I, I absolutely can't stand about wrestlers, wrestling fans, especially <laughs> new school wrestling fans, is how, oh, this guy's fucking dog shit because his ability is fucking dog shit. And so he's dog shit. But it's just like, dude, the guy's fucking 6'5 and 300 pounds and knows how to fucking throw you from one end of the goddamn ring to the other. And he's very fucking good at that. He doesn't need to be doing 540 fucking splashes over the top rope to fucking impress you because he knows his limitations and works within it. So what's the problem with that? I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's perfectly fine for that. If you know what you're good at, do it. I I can't, uh, like we were talking about fandoms, I can't stand the wrestling fandom as much as any other fandom, I think wrestling's up there in tops of one of the worst. I don't think it's the worst. I think Star Wars is. But wrestling's up there because nobody knows what they want. Everyone wants whatever. And it's like too much of a divide, too much whatever. And exactly it. Uh, here comes Keith. I saw a post the other day of somebody being so excited when Keith Lee showed up on NXT. Not NXT. He showed up on Raw or something. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe this. Keith Lee's a big reveal. And then when Keith Lee showed up, in AW, they were like, oh, Keith Lee, I'm not impressed, Tony Khan. Someone called them out on the stuff. It's exactly like that. Or I'm impressed when Keith Lee does these flippy move stuff because he does it out of random. He doesn't, like, that's not his gimmick. He's a big guy that just happened to when he feels like doing these crazy um, moves, he does those crazy moves. It just wrestle like, people, that's it. Like, you just, you nailed it pretty much, and that's how it feels. Like, people have this sort of, like, MJF, for example. And they're like, oh, well, MJF's really good at promos, but he's not really a great wrestler, whatever. And I'm like, well, he doesn't need to be. Then he goes out and he proves that he's actually a really fucking good wrestler. Like, I was – that CM Punk match was just like – regardless of how he felt about it, he proved that he's not just like, oh, I need Wardlow to help me out, which he, he uses, and that's great. But he does the absolute um, – he does the absolute – Yeah, like, he just knows what uh, – yeah, he just, he just knows what um what he's doing and shit like that, and it just it, uh, and that's exactly, I love that. So people need to realize that wrestlers have their limitations. You have your AJ Styles. You have you have Dude, me and Jesse Amato were talking about this last night. Literally, like the same kind of fucking sentiment where it's just like, man, I hate new school wrestling fans for the just pickiness of just. You need to have all the ability or your dog shit. Um, yeah, I really like yeah. that old mentality where if you know what you're good at and you're very good at what you do, you stick within that limitation and just do it very well. Like, for example, like Jesse knows he's not the greatest fucking wrestler in the world. He's not trying to be. He knows what he's good at and he sticks with that and does it very fucking well and has fun doing it. But people mm-hmm. will go out and say he's dog shit. I don't know this fucking boo. You're you're not as good as fucking Justin Sane or anyone else that that, that you're facing or anything. It's like he doesn't fucking have to be. Why can't he yeah. just stand out for who he is, for what is he that? does? For me, I would rather watch someone <laughs> with more heart in the fucking world and going out there and doing the best they can do and fucking just putting their all into it, like. 
I even told fucking like someone and the perfect example for this that and I watch him every month and he progresses. Travis Moore and fucking look this kid up. Like he's one of the best, in my opinion, in Ontario. But literally, this kid progresses every fucking time I see him. And he's not the best goddamn wrestler in the world. But he fucking improves every single fucking puts his heart out there and he gives it his all. And you can fucking see that. Every single time. And I will cheer for someone like that over someone with all the fucking wrestling ability in the world, but their fucking character and charisma is dog shit. That's what I, I mean. You, um, you, like like you said, I, I'd rather... To me, the most exciting stuff is when people are just caught up in the moment of wrestling rather than, like... Because I notice in, like... Like, I love AEW, but you can give them shit. You can give everything shit worth shit. AEW, I've noticed, and a lot of people talk about behind the scenes, which made me further notice, is a lot of people are, like, they're really wanting their spots in. Certain flips on a certain angle, certain this, certain that, they're wanting their spots in. But then you see people on dark and things that go out there, and they're like, here is me. And, like, regardless if they're like, I don't give a shit, or, like, it's it's dangerous when they're like, okay, I want a contract, but if you don't give me a contract, fine, but I'm going to give you... 110% raw me, and this is me giving my heart out, trying to sell, trying to win, whatever. Even if I know I'm going to lose and I got a job, I'm going to try my hardest. And when someone does that, and then next week they come back and they improve, and you're like, wow, they, they're not stopping. It's so much better than, for example, Daniel Bryan is the perfect example of both. He's got a really good character, and he's I was technically... Say, Brian fucking perfect yeah. example. For that, yeah, he, he's good at both angles. So he's a great wrestler. Where every time he wants to improve and come out and do better, where the some wrestlers kind of complacent and whatever, and you can tell some days they're just not in it to win it. And then you can tell some people are out there. They're like, "Fuck it, I'm jobbing. Want to see me job better than any other jobber here?" And then they fucking do like forty backflips from one single fucking buckshot lariat or something like clothesline. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Boom! And I'm like, "It's one of the best." Like, He's enjoying his wrestling, and that's, to me, what more than anything what it's about. Like, yeah, you want to win. Yeah, you want to be the champion. Yeah, you want to whatever. And you'll lose and whatever. But when you, like, and that's example of Big E is, like, he had all the whatever. But his character was so perfect, and he took his licks always. He never sat there and fussed and complained. He always, when he come out to matches, looked like he was there to do his job as a wrestler. And he always was great. Um so when you see these wrestlers knowing that, yeah, they might not be the best at doing whatever, but they're improving and they're just trying to find the character. Like Dan Housen. Dan Housen's a perfect example where he is constantly evolving his character. Like, and he didn't, didn't, to me, Dan Housen is just, he's a good wrestler, but he's just nothing crazy special. But it's not that he's got a good character and he's trying to improve every single time on his character. That, to me, shows that he actually loves the business and he wants to be something and something unique and strong and like you said for i don't know you'll have to send me this guy because uh i'll definitely check him out but if he's going out there man yeah like if he's going out there then that's all all i care about just do your best man you okay sora get down (laughs) no like i i'm always for the people who just have more more heart than anything else i'd rather i'd rather you put your all in it and i could see that i'll i'll get behind you more than anything else than anyone else mm-hmm. like it's not all about the wrestling ability it's all it's it's also about your passion and your, the character like there's all a bunch of different fucking elements on it. 
And the thing is, is not everyone is going is built to or is going to be a champion. Not everyone needs to be a champion. Exactly. That's a big thing. A champion very much. But you know what? Jake the Snake Roberts was a fucking legend and is talked about forever and is fucking cemented his legacy for everything that he does. And he didn't need to hold a belt to do that. He knew what he did and did it very fucking well. You don't need to be the fucking craziest, fucking most athletic. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay, fucking springboard 640. Like, you don't need to fucking do that to be the greatest... Re- like, you don't need to be the greatest wrestler, like, athletic ability in the world. Just, like, yeah, just give it your all. Show that you actually mm-hmm. give it. Like, put your put your passion into it. Exactly, man. Exactly. Your Daniel Bryans from your fucking Rybacks. Mm. Oh, that's exactly it. And I feel like some people feel like they're due and over, like they're overdue for titles and stuff. And like some people, for sure, when you put in the work and the effort and you don't complain, like for example, like bringing back Big E because he just, that's what he did. Yeah, I think someone like that deserves the title, but I'm sure if he never had a title, like you say that he only had that one title run that was it for the rest of his career, I'm sure he would be fine because he'd still be remembered and recognized as being a great character and stuff like that. The same thing with MJF. If MJF never, even though I think it'd be a robbery, if he never had the title, we would still remember MJF for exactly what he is and being such a fucking villain. And to me, I'm like, cool with that? Like, I just, okay, right? Like, it's just, you know, um, so that's the thing. Everyone, like, it's weird. At one point, you should want always to, like, you want to have, you want to be the champion. That's how the attitude should get in. But you should recognize that business, but you don't need to be to be remembered in this business. You just yeah. put your all into it. I'm going to remember Travis mm-hmm. Moore, whether Travis Moore uh, becomes big or not, simply because Travis Moore impacted me with his passion and the amount of fucking work he puts into that ring every time I see him. The amount of fucking improvement he makes every single fucking month. Like, his match, like, last night is his best match, and I fucking told him that after uh, after he came out and he came out and see me. Like, I told him, like, I'm like, man, like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Like, so it's just, yeah, I get behind people like that a lot more than your Randy Ordens and your fucking, your fucking shit like that. Like, I just... I don't give a fuck about your wrestling ability. I give a fuck about your passion. I give a fuck about whether you actually care about what you're doing and you, you give your all into this. And yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's that, that's what matters to me the most. Exactly. I'm going to send you some travel more shit. I'm going to send you a few uh, indie guys, especially some of the guys in, uh, in uh, fucking New Frontier because. Well, you're going to be around. You got to get familiar with some of these guys. Definitely do. So I'm, I'm reading this thing. Apparently, it's like the headline reads, Paige Van Saint, or Zant, whatever you want to call it, Van Saint, I call her, says her signing is why Brandy Rhodes left AEW. Huh. Um, it is a long-term deal. I'm not sure the specifics, specifics, of course, Paige Van Zant said. I think they want to get me in the train. They want to get me in the training, and they want to get me ready for my first match. And then after, after that, we'll see what happens. 
and they'll see exactly where they want to place me within the division. I just think that it's it's going to be a pretty significant amount. I would love to see my face in AEW every week, but we'll see. Um, one second. On February whatever order began Van Brandy Rose, however I already dropped, Brandy Rose leaving promotion, cutting blah, 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 uh, commented on AW departure. I just saw it, saw it as I came in to to kind of cause some drama, and it made her leave. And Zen said it made her leave the AEW, so I guess they needed a new face to be signed contract earlier. Okay, so she's not saying, like, me coming in to be signed is what made um, – no, she just made conflict of interest, and then on, on top of Cody's like desire to wanting to book. I might be loud. Yeah, what do you want, sweetheart? It's my picture. Yeah, but it's on my desk. I love it. You want it? Oh my god, I love it. She wants the obviously she likes Toy Story, so she has this picture of hers, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> like now, she wants it. It's on my desk, though, sweetie. Yeah, well, I don't know. Regardless, though, um, I because I heard someone said recently. I saw an article last night saying something about um, uh, Cody Rhodes or something. Cody Cody Rhodes might the finalization between him and WWE might be on um, there. Yeah, which dropped. to me is just like dropped. And like, I I I just don't think it. Like, how to explain it? Like. I like Cody Rhodes. I do like Cody Rhodes as a person. I think he does have quite the ego. Shit was dropped, but they they mentioned the detail of what it was going to be. It was going to be him versus Rollins, which was eh. So, my whole thing is, he, if they bring him to WWE, he would have to, in my opinion, have a big sort of title run or something um, that's not a mid-card title. And my thing is like it, it just to me it's it's so fucking embarrassing for him to go back in a sense because he built this this company whatever and he he built AEW up and all this shit with these people and when I think AEW and people that started it Cody Rhodes always and always will come to mind no matter what and I like Cody Rhodes for the most part um you know what I mean regardless of him putting himself over a lot of the time and shit like that and kind of I get it though but I feel like him breaking a throne him like kind of not anti WWE but like him going back to WWE would be such a fucking joke because he would just be Vince would make a very and he should be smart enough to realize that Vince would just make a joke out of him he'd be like well, of course I'll sign it what, I'll give you such a what he realized why the uh the talks stopped is like he probably saw is like we want you to face Seth Rollins pal and he's yeah. just like yeah no I see where exactly this and Cody's not a stupid guy. Like he's a smart man and stuff like that. He built he's built something up for himself as a person in a persona or whatever. Retirement over that. I'd personally choose retirement over fucking just being a man oh, and just kind of like too. especially when he comes from like he, like that's the thing is like everyone knows him. He'd show up and he'd be like cool, and then he's like I'm coming for the United States title and then he'd have it and he'd be like, I'm a fighting champion and then he would job off people for fucking... Like, it just... There's no point. It's just almost like... It would just be silly, in my opinion, if he if he went back and then, like... I just think... I think I personally, he replied, and that's probably why the talks just fizzled out two weeks yeah. before anything got signed, so... Yeah. I could see him returning back and booking Ring of Honor. That could be a realistic thing. I could also see him maybe doing a part-time booking yeah. with 
NWA. Uh, he just well, wants to like that. Yeah. So. I thought that, if anything, it'd be really cool to see him do um, to do Ring of Honor. Like, kind of... Um, hey, he, he had a good run in Ring of Honor, so, I mean, like, yeah. I think he could he could get under the reins pretty well. I, like, I don't know how much I want this necessarily, um, but if they did Ring of Honor... Um, if they did Ring of Honor as obviously a developmental for AEW, but not necessarily developmental, but, like, people would go there. And then you could have Cody, you could have that fucking QT Marshall. People train them, like, kind of more there and have more of a, like, like a training thing. You still have, like, Jay Lethal show. People that, like, whatever, you know. You You can easily do that with Ring of Honor's philosophy of keeping it pure wrestling. It's less about the story. And it's just more about the hard hitting wrestling and getting in the ring. Perfect exactly. for that. You exactly. can have and that's what they to develop it. There's not much of the storytelling in there. There may be one segment per show, if even. And it's all just about mm. the hard hitting, really fucking incredible matches every single week. You could literally exactly. make a like that and keep that heritage and keep that that fucking glory that fucking exactly what ring of honor meant meaning honor in the ring shaking hands doing having all the rules with the ropes and everything like yeah i would i would love to see ring because like ring of honor was so different than anyone else like it had that like it really was honor like championships could not go out in the ring you couldn't go over top rope over top of the rope was a disqualification and like nwa keeps that kind of tradition as well and it's like i like that like i i i hope with this new ring of honor to keep the traditions that i've known and respected and watched ring of honor for years because like i watched ring of honor when i was a kid i had to mm-hmm. stay up two o'clock in the morning on fox tv on fucking cable television mm-hmm. on a saturday in order to watch Ring of Honor, but I yeah, uh, that's how I watched Ring of Honor as a kid. That's how I watched them on weekends, on a rerun yeah. at clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so like I just hope they can keep that. But I think it'd be a great developmental. You don't even have to change anything about Ring of Honor to do that. And that's that's how it should remain. I think. I think the only, like, to me, it, it was smart on Tony. It's smart on anyone to buy Ring of Honor. But it was smart for Tony because everyone's giving him shit. Like, yo, he's a mark. I'd rather a really smart mark buy the stuff because the same thing is how I'd rather write. I'd rather comic book artists come in and people that wrote comic books write a fucking movie um, rather than a producer sometimes does, doesn't get the, like, you sometimes you'll get people that love the source material and then they, the directors want to direct and they come out with some magic and sometimes studios have no fucking clue. So I feel like when you get someone like Tony Khan who bought Ring of Honor, he out of everyone, he versus Vince, Vince he's, he's clearly going to do it better than Vince in terms of like, well, he's going to respect the brand. Vince would have really absorbed the contracts and the NXT and just kept the archive for the network. At least exactly. it's actually going to get used. It's just whether hmm. it's used properly or not is the question. We will see when yeah, it actually comes out. But it's better, yeah, I, I think someone better that wants to use it than someone that yeah. just wants to archive it. 
Exactly. And I, I think it's in better hands regardless of, yeah, like you said, if it's going to be used well or not. No matter what, I think it's 100% still in better hands than it ever would have been with Vince. But, yeah, if, if he's doing it well, if he's just – I don't want it to see it called All Elite Ring of Honor. I just want it to be Ring of Honor. Ring I want it to name – yeah, it doesn't need to be anything All Elite. doesn't need to change his logo. Hell, if they wanted to throw a little TMAEW around there just to, like, know that it's a part of whatever, cool. But don't treat it like SmackDown and Raw, or don't treat it like SmackDown and Raw. Whatever. Don't treat it like a third show at all. Just have it, like... Keep you know, your records that are, like, established there. So, like, if you're mm-hmm. not going to do anything with Jay Lethal and AEW, put them back in Ring of Honor. Make him a world exactly. champion and build your stars on that. You still have Flip Gordon and all these other fucking people that were like really making mm-hmm. Ring of Honor that new generation yeah. of Ring of Honor special. So you just have to keep that forward, introduce some new people, develop new people, and I don't know, maybe shift some things around, get rid of Dark or Elevation, maybe. Like I don't. I know. think we need to get rid of one of those fucking shows because I'll watch Dark here and there, and I'll watch like Elevation once in a while. But like one of those two shows just needs to fucking go. It does not need yeah, to be. Get rid of and it's just yeah. not working. So keep dark because it was established at the beginning, and it's a good yeah. YouTube alternative. And just exactly, have exactly. take validation slot. That's all you have. Yeah, to do. I, I just it like I love AEW. My whole thing is like I, it's just like perfect example is literally the the Batman. It's like quality over fucking quantity any day of the week for me always and that's exactly the aw is like wwe they're like we've got three shows right and they're like oh yeah you guys are like this and then like two of them were shit and then the ones okay where aw is like most of them like rampage and whatever are both good because they're like rampage sticks to its hour formula and gets that well um dynamite sticks to its two hour formula and they feel very similar but they're like it's very one of them's very TBS focused championship. Well, they ever foot like it's really neat, and I love that shit. Like it's very like you, you got like the dynamite, whatever, and it, it feels very good. Um, saying that, then you get dark in the mix, and it's good because I recognize dark as a like they film these episodes. You can already know the outcomes by googling. Cause someone will ruin it, which is fine, dark but it feels cool. good. Watch it on YouTube, and it's like yeah. watching a show free. like Impact yeah. on Twitch and everything, where like you can. Yeah. You get you can watch it in a jam packed space. You can throw it on. You can meet some new stars that may eventually mm. come on the main shows and actually be established. And you know that's how some people got pushed onto the main show. So I mean, man, yeah, like, no, <laughs> that's exactly it. Dark has Dark's its good. Does it very well. Elevation, I'm sure, does. Like, I just don't watch enough of it to be like, okay, well, this is what it's doing. But regardless of even if it's doing it or not, to me, what I'm seeing, in my opinion, it's just too many shows. And then with adding Ring of Honor, like, even though Ring of Honor is probably never going to be televised for stuff and not that I give a shit, because we also need to stop making everything fucking televised, in my opinion, um, when we can do a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, some things are just great, non-televised, um, whatever, because then you add in like certain angles and expectations, regardless of wrestling, you always you're always given some sort of expectation. I find, um, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe just let's keep uh, let, maybe just take away like we said, elevation, make dark a little bit more ele- dark dark elevation. Call it and just combine the two shows. Like, what's the maybe, you don't have maybe. a limit on what I, you want it. Sometimes like, I watch two hour dark match. Dark oh. again. 
get rid of elevation and have Ring of Honor take over elevation spot and keep Ring of Honor the same. That's all you have. Exactly. That's all you have. Yeah, Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the bar. And I think that's one of the greatest things I've ever been told in this business of professional wrestling as advice is don't change the bar. Just take the bar mm-hmm. and barely make it your own. Run with it. Sometimes well, you don't kind of like, the bar. Just fucking yeah. literally go with what works. And um, that was something that I, Sting recently kind of said in an interview, talking about working with Darby Allen. He's like, well, I feel very young again. I feel like I'm 22 again. He's like, but Darby Allen, he's like, yeah, he's like, the people are so worried about whatever, like kind of like you said, like doing this. Like Darby Allen is constantly creating, constantly finding new ways to build and make his character different. But listening to what people and how the future is going and and that's the, the complete opposite of vince vince is stuck in this era of this is what i want we want big sweaty men everyone wants this we're this uh, new era yeah we're uh, younger more than not yeah and we're growing and advancing so you have someone like darby allen where all these kids fucking relate to this fucking blonde haired fucking emo face whatever kid right which is awesome and i love it but like he's doing these these videos. What we have fucking video cameras on us at all times. I'm using one right now to goddamn stream with you. It's a cell phone, it's a tool, it's a video camera. People are making content, TikToks, videos. Incorporate this new shit that's never gonna go away into wrestling to yeah, like like you said, don't run with the bar or whatever. Don't need to like keep like, you know, just like it so Darby Allen, these wrestlers are starting now. Some people really get it, like Sammy gets it. You rip on him having a vlog and stuff, fine. He's connecting to people. Being the elite has connected. I can I, I, I wouldn't know half storylines without being the elite. Like they just tell you a little bit or the like the bud shit, like what like him saying budge and shit like that when he was fighting Adam Cole. Like I would have never like things like that. They add so much and it's once you start running with that and doing these things, you got people really smartly. And I, I find WWE's not like it's just Vince being like, no, nah, like we, we got to make it old school for the most part. But like once you let wrestlers do the new, new stuff and it like, you know what I mean? It's good. It's good. So, man, like even even like Van Landon was telling me like with, with my vlog, like eventually once I start training and I start recording all that my vlog could end up turning into like an Ontario being the elite. And I'm completely fine with that because mm-hmm. I'm not looking to reinvent the wheel of fucking vlogging or do this shit differently. I'm just exactly. going into my life and what I do because my, this, this wrestling world is crazy and I like taking you guys on the ride with me. And if it gets <laughs> the comparisons and I like the skits, I like fucking doing that shit. It's fun to me. I, I, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm not trying to be something original. I'm doing mm-hmm. something fun and people are connecting yeah. with it. And that's exactly it. You gotta do what you Yeah. You do what makes you happy, what makes fun and what people will connect with. And that's exactly it. like I, I wish I had the time and the resources and just could like record stuff, sit down at it and like whatever. I wish I had that because to me some of my fondest memories is staying up and just editing AMVs or videos and stuff. I love that. I love doing reviews. I love Photoshop, all that stuff. And that's the type of things I would bring to a lot of what, like, you just know your strengths and where to use them and apply that into stuff. So if I was a wrestler personally, for me, I would do a lot of these Photoshop. I'd make that a big part of my character where I'd like, um, 
a lot of it would be graphic text or graphic things. And I'd make videos like Darby too, like explaining like how I'm feeling and behind the scenes stuff. My promos would be always first and foremost shot and edited with me or like say whoever I'm signed with, like, or whatever shit. Like I do a lot of that stuff and incorporate things that people can relate to. And a lot of my fan base, let's say just with, between art and Twitch and stuff like that, I'd bring in and make people realize I'd be like, yeah, I'm on Twitch. This is like, like Kenny Omega and most wrestlers do. They don't hide away from playing video games. They don't hide away from um, this stuff. And I think video games is the big thing that they're going to continue. We're going to get wrestling video games. We're going to only continue having people come out dressed as fucking anime characters where anime now is so widely accepted that I, I'm seeing in AEW more people slightly cosplaying. Like, who's the, that, <laughs> I think she came from Rio de Janeiro. She's blonde. Yeah, I fucking loved her. I don't know what they did with her in AEW. Um, she came out with a Goku outfit. Like, a little, like, fucking the uh, yellow, like, the Like, she looks like that. It's incredible to see, and that's the thing, is, like, people relate to that. So when I saw Ricochet wear a Nightwing outfit, I lost my mind. I was like, dude, that's cool. And when I saw Ricochet come out wearing the spandex of fucking All Might, I'm like, they like what I like, and this is stuff and people I can get behind. And so you see Darby making these weird fucking videos and stuff like that, and people get it, and they relate to it, and they like it. So it's like, yeah, like, I love, with your I stuff. Like, I love whenever New Day does their fucking, does their cosplays, like, they're... Like, like, like their fucking Super Saiyan outfits, and like you see the happiness and the joy that actually comes from yeah. that. Like, they fucking love that. It's just like, yeah, why do we need to like pretend we're not human or we don't like things or we don't like we're not mm. normal human beings at the end of the fucking day? Like, why do we need to hide that? Like, and that's why, exactly. like, comments from, like, The Undertaker, where it's just like, oh, I don't like the new fucking locker rooms. Like, why I miss when men were men. Like, my, my locker room, people had drugs and guns and everything. And now this locker room has fucking video games and everything. Like, men, like yeah, because we like things at the end of the fucking day. People want to know, like that we're human at the end of the fucking day. Like, why do we need to have this mystique that, oh, yeah, that we... like, okay, yeah, Adrian Clay is a fucking bastard and maybe want to burn the fucking world and everything, but Curtis Rich is a nice person. He doesn't want to do that, and I don't feel like I need to justify yeah. that or hide that. Like, what the exactly. fuck? <laughs> I think I like I like doing it I like rather I think that old people and this is something that I'm really training myself to not to become this because it's a repetitive pattern and every generation thinks the generation before us sucks and their generation was better or whatever every generation is wrong every generation that, like that comes after us is fucking whiny complaining whatever my biggest thing is like when video games are everywhere regardless if you want to see it or not video games are a humongous part of life. Or even back in my day, growing up and thinking about video games to now, it's like you can't turn anywhere without video game movies, video game, whatever, video game, shit like that. And things that just advance. Instead of just sitting there and being like, well, back in my day, you know, we had guns and knives and drugs in the locker room. So now we don't have that shit because the world became a lot better where we don't have to be so scared to carry a fucking gun or be huffing drugs and doing cocaine or, for example, giving fucking a million headbutts and going through concussions and doing drugs and steroids and then potentially fucking killing my family 
like the world evolves and stuff. And so that was always bothered me. My like, I, I noticed that I don't like the word when people are like, ah, oh, this is when men were men, where you're like chopping wood and doing shit. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, because you have this perception of how men should be or what they should be doing, you think qualifies, oh, chopping wood is a manly thing. And a woman's job is like cooking dinner. That's such a womanly thing. Like, like, to me, it's super stupid to not just sit there and realize, regardless if you like it or not, to sit back and be like, well, things change. And because it's not staying to your values and traditions is complete bullshit. We're back in the day. You back in the day, you could do so much cocaine and go out and drive and do whatever. That shit's not there's like there's cell phones that capture people swerving. There's there's so many things that people don't realize that you just can't get away with. Like back in the day, like when we we grew up in the nineties and stuff. And I was talking to Grace about this earlier. My mom, I didn't have a fucking cell phone. My mom's like, okay, go play outside in a fucking apartment complex and be like, just come home like before dinner at this time. Make sure you're not like, and don't talk to any strangers. Now it's like kids got cell phones and shit. Some little fucking dirty guy comes up and everyone whips their cell phone out. Pedophile, pedophile, and records it, blast it on the internet. This, this shit's advancing. You can't have like a normal and like yeah. and like saying to Undertaker um, and everyone that walks in old school locker rooms, you you just the curtain and I go to the ring. I'll be Adrian Clay and I'll have the I'll have the fucking the eye makeup and the mask on and I I can yeah. flip switch. But the moment I go through back through that curtain and I get all this shit off and I come out and I fucking talk to you and I'm eating with you or I'm having a good time, yeah. I'm Curtis again. Sure, someone can come up to me and be like, hey, I really liked your work and everything, and I'll be like, thank them. But, like, after that, the the fucking, the switch, like, I, I flipped the switch. Like, that, that's it. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm not going to go out and be like, oh, fuck you, don't be near me. Like, that's not me. I, yeah, I like, even that person. Perfect example is MJF, right? He, he... Behind, I guarantee in the locker room, he's not like going around like, who the fuck are you? You're trash kind of deal. He's probably like, he he's to that to a point, but he's not like, he probably like, oh, great match, Max. But thanks, guys. Like, I really do appreciate that, you know, and stuff like that. And, but when he like opens up the door and sees fans, he becomes that character because that's what he is. And he's trying to be the greatest heel, but he's not like going home and talking to his family like this. Like, I guarantee he's not, or calling up. Wardlow and being like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, Wardlow would fucking crank him on in the Anyone. So it's the same thing. Why would it be, like, video games are like books for us now. It's another thing that's been so embedded into our lives, media, whatever. So, like, of course, like you said, when you go through those doors and you're talking, if if I see someone and someone's wearing, like, a an anime shirt and I'm like, I've watched that and I like that. That's something we're going to have a conversation. So it's, like, weird to, like, the Undertaker's viewpoint of wanting to hide, like, hide who you are. He kept that keyfabe, and I respect him for being able to do that for, like, fucking 30 years. But, like, not everyone has to do that, and I'm certainly not going to do that. Yeah, I want to be – I want to scare the shit out of you, and I want to creep you out while I go out on that ring. But, like, yeah, the moment I come back out, I want to interact and, like, be me yeah. and everything Even like that. Like, um, I need to hide that, and that's why yeah. I like my dog. And I'm not because I'm not trying to hide that. Mm. Like, there's points where I flip the switch, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Adrian Clay's now on the fucking blog, and it's just like Curtis is just like gone. But it's just like, 
you could get the next oh. scene. I'm back to my normal self. It's like yeah, it's first and foremost, like, I realized the characters were playing. You can't take like think about MJF. Imagine or Undertaker. Imagine Undertaker walking to a grocery store, and he's playing the fucking Undertaker. And someone like grabs something that he wants to grab, and then he goes and he's like, "What are you doing?" Like, it'd be like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna grab these bag of chips, and you can go fuck yourself." Like, "Oh, I'm gonna choke slam you into like, okay, cool, you're gonna get charged. I'm gonna call the cops, and then it's all over fucking TMZ in the news. Undertaker doesn't know when to break character. He choke slam the dude for fucking stealing a bag of chips or fucking stealing the last can of beans. Like, that makes no fucking sense, right? So why is it like just the sacred thing for this locker room to be like? You go back there and it's like, great job, Taker. Oh, yeah, man. Are you going to go back to hell now? Is that like, is that what you're going to do? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a fucking hot shower before going to the steamy depths of hell. And I bring all these fucking heels with me. That's why I fucking gravitate to heels in the locker room. It's because, like, literally, heels are the nicest people in the fucking world. Because we literally just flip the switch. And then when we get back there, Back to the normal fucking human being that you love and fucking Baron Corbin. He's a, I, I hate Baron Corbin his character and stuff. And then when people like he's the nicest guy, he breaks his character just to be like, um, yo, like, oh, you like me? Like, here, I'm gonna get you fucking like tickets up front yeah, and shit. Baron like, Corbin's appearance <laughs> up up down are some of my favorite fucking appearances. Yeah. Up, down, he seems like such a There's fun a, nice block of him and Tyler Breeze. Uh, just. Telling stories about him, Tyler Breeze, and fucking and goddamn Ty Dillinger, uh, aka Sean Spears, of just yeah. literally going on the road and sharing hotels and shit with them, and it's the most genuine shit. And you can just as like, like, dude, you play such an asshole on TV, but you're such a fucking nice dude. Like, holy shit! Like, that's what I find uh, working in the industry is that's that's heels. That's literally mm. the heel. That show, I I gravitate more to bad guys more than anything else, man, because they're 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 more human than anything else. At the end of the day, like they they're able to flip that switch, make you hate them one minute when they go uh, uh, beyond that curtain, come back through, nicest fucking human. Yeah, in the right. world. Yeah. Which is why it went, happened with Packer earlier in the year with uh, with his like. With the tumor and everything, fucking absolutely devastated me because when he goes out to the fucking ring, he makes you hate him. He can mm. either make you hate him or fucking love him. But when he yeah. goes backstage, he is the nicest. Curtis is the nicest fucking person I have ever met in the two years that I've ever that I've worked in this fucking industry, and that like yeah. broke my heart when I when I heard that because it's like, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah, people um people don't understand the, the impacts and the effects on whatever. I just for me I know that um not you don't you don't need to always get with the tides, but you should just accept that then like that your time you had a time, your time is going done or whatever, and now this there's new people and new it's things. I think that you can't hide things anymore. So just know when yeah. to flip switch and know when to play a character and when not to play a character. Yeah. Like, that's what you explain is like you're um um you're you're young until you're not and you're popular until you're not popular. What I'm I'm still fucking so young. I am fucking thirty one, turning thirty one I'm thirty years old, right? I am like I am super young. We are very young. 
But compared to kids that I worked with that were 19 and 20, there's shit I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? They've got things that they're saying that I don't understand. They Dude, do I'm stuff that I'm you, just telling you about Travis Morey. He's fucking 23. That's what I mean. They're, they're young kids. and But that's the thing is there's enough of a difference in generation where I don't have to sit there and be like, well, I, I, I might not have an idea of some of the shit they're saying or what things are new and why they find certain humor funny. Um, that's fine, but I accept it because it's it's I can't do anything about it, nor do I care because it's a new generation, new thing. It's things are advancing, and you just you can like as long as you don't have to disrespect it, you don't have to like it, but you just have to understand that's happening and just go with the flow. I'm like, okay, cool, you guys are playing video games in a locker. I'm just gonna get changed, and video games aren't for me. So you guys have your fun. I'm gonna go. Um, and if you want, carry your cocaine and your gun in your fucking wallet to feel like the glory days for some reason. But like that's you're not gonna get that from everyone. They're not gonna be like, oh, here's some coke, man. Let me see your fucking pistol. And, like you guys really want to play some fucking? You got a the knife in there? Oh yeah, yeah. fucking chop Call of Duty. Like it's you know have that fine, but like no one's gonna. Okay, cool. You're gonna see Kenny Omega being like, oh, you're doing drugs and shooting guns off. Cool. I'm going to go do some drugs and shoot some guns off in GTA. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fucking who cares? Just allow people to do the thing. You know what I mean? It'd be different if they were all just sitting there, like, fucking, like, whatever. Like, Bro, just, last, oh, last. Play video games and stuff. For example, Sorry, there's, there's someone I work with named Clay Wilson. He, um, yeah. he gets booed a lot. Like, he's a very good heel. He knows... He, he, like, very fresh, but, like, knows what he's doing. Like, he's one of those examples of, like, really, like, strong-hearted, knows what he's doing, does it very fucking well. Um, but he can get a really good boo reception. And he's, like, like can act, act an asshole, like, like yeah. do it all. But when he comes back there, dude, literally, like, being an asshole, being booed one minute, and then I come back to my fucking my office, and he's in my office singing Mike Maria Canellis's greatest love fucking theme song to me, and then doing the greatest Vince McMahon impersonation, saying "I want to have sex with my daughter," and like fucking <laughs> making me literally die laughing, like exactly funniest fucking most genuine dude. The next, it's like. Great. And that's exactly what it is, and that's what it's about, man. That's exactly it, and exactly what it's about. But um, yeah, people are just people are weird. Just I don't know. I'm not a part really hard of the wrestling world. I just see like as an outsider. I just couldn't imagine being so stuck in one way and thinking your wrestling's the only wrestling. And that's exactly it. Like watching Vince McMahon run this ship of like not always wanting to try new things and thinking this stuff's working, but then, you know, whatever. I don't know, because he's Vince McMahon, and I'm just me. I'm not I'm not a booker. I'm not a part of this wrestling thing. I just watch AEW and these people advance with the times, and I feel like younger kids and me gravitate towards more creative and open ideas rather than being like, oh, uh, uh, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns again? And fucking Spear, Jackhammer, fucking Superman punch. Oh, and then it's like, cool. All right, and we might have seen a couple people, but at least when I'm watching AEW, it just seems a little bit more um, raw and more up to like this kind of newer creativityness. And I don't know, I just think advancing with stuff rather than fighting is for the best. But 
your world's going to change once I start bringing you to shows and get you more involved with this shit because it's just you're going to get a whole new outlet on it <laughs> and you're going to see yeah. a lot what you're what you're digging and what what you're wanting to see yeah. and that's the, the bullshit sick word 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 but I think I'm gonna gonna bounce because I gotta really poop and I want to smoke this dope. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually gonna bounce too because I'm starting to get fucking tired. So I'm I'm probably gonna, gonna, gonna probably need to yeah. but, uh, If you want to play some games later or something, man, uh, I'm not doing shit on later. So if you want to do oh. like a dual stream of something, yeah, and maybe more Scotty P. Be more Scotty P. What's up? Oh yeah, I'd Scotty. love to do some Scotty P. Give me. Give me a shout and we'll uh, we'll stream it and do some Scotty P later. So, fuck yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right, I'm, all right. You, uh, well, you have a good day. Later. How the fuck do you leave this thing? Oh, I can. I just end it. Don't worry. Peace. All right, catch you guys. So yeah, that's the episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, uh, it was brought to you by OIW Podcast Network and Wrestling with Yonder's Podcast Network. You can find both of them at OIWPodcastNetwork.com and WrestlingWithGenres.com. Specifically, WrestlingWithGenres slash Where Is My Mind. You can find everything that I'm doing there. Um, you can follow me on all my social medias if you want to see what I'm doing. Uh, if you want to see my current projects, you can find them on ClayStudios.net. I'm still working on the ClayStore.net. So that should be coming very, very soon. So the merch is coming. I'm just working out some final details and uh, still pressing some stuff. So then I actually have some stock on there. Uh, lot, conventions are back. Lots of conventions coming up. Wrestling's back. Uh, lots of wrestling coming up. I hope to see everyone at Barry Wrestling uh, next week. Um, the vlog is changing. Uh, if you're a fan of being OG, uh, which if you're not, you should really should subscribe to that because that that vlog is becoming a weekly thing starting next week. I will dapple more into the details on my next episode of Where's My Mind as well as uh, making announcements throughout the week. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Um, if you have any feedback for me, uh, you can give it to me, like I said, via my um social medias or you can also personally email me at claystudiosmedia at gmail.com uh so i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna let you all enjoy your day i know it was a long episode but like i said i greatly appreciate you listening to it uh you stay flexible in your life your health and everything you do and of course as always we have a holly jolly good time around here So have a holly jolly good time.